Hey, hey, dancers, we're back. Welcome to Salt Dish Sailing Style. Of course, I am your host, special guest star Michael the Maverick, aka Trickle Down Economics. <laughs> Jesus, man, Joseph. You, you were there when he was born. Um, <clears throat> nobody caught that. So <laughs> we did. We just ignored it. <laughs> we, we caught it. We just ignored it because we just let it fly. Of course, we have the whole group with us, so I'm not even going to do any introductions because you should have been listening in the first place. You better get on over to that website and listen to us. So, without further ado, let's start with the Salem Spectator Special Report, sponsored by Jennifer Rose Horton Devereaux, Kate McClan's version. Here's Tony. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> our, first, our first item on the list. Um, a very Salem Christmas promo dropped. What did everyone think? Uh, I mean, it happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, like I told you guys before, I'm feeling some type of way about the show, but the Christmas movie looks exciting. Um, I can't wait. And I think, I think Eileen just dropped a different promo on her timeline. She did. We'll have to check that out. I'm so excited for this. Like, I cut. I love Christmas, I, so I I love that they're doing like all of the Christmas tropes in one movie with all of my favorite characters. Like, I cannot wait. And I kind of like how it's like an an alternative universe type of thing. Yeah. So it, I like those kind of movies and shows. So it's gonna be interesting to see this one. I look forward to it. And can't wait to see it. Yeah, Dylan, I, what about you? I um, I actually really like the trailer. Y'all know that I'm like a sucker for cheesy Hallmark Christmas movies. So like, that's, it was totally my bag. Totally, totally my jam. Um, there were t- a couple of things that stuck out for me that had me really, really curious. And they were really quick flashes. So I don't know how much of it people picked up but the first thing was the brady gabby interaction i was yeah, like they're apparently Ooh. together i was like hmm, okay we saw chemistry there when they were kind of teaming up to take down stefan a couple of years ago yeah but we also saw chemistry with him and melanie too and they put them together and we saw how that oh happened. no oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. i kind of which <laughs> i enjoy um their friendly frenemy type of vibe I don't know. I wouldn't say they're friends, friends. They're like acquaintances. Yeah. Who used yeah, to work so together like, sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that play out. Imagine and if- also, did you guys notice that Trip and Chanel are kissing? Yeah, I, I did saw it. that. But did you also notice that Sydney is a whole ass child? Yeah. Instead- yeah, that was the okay, other thing. I like thought that was Ariana. Sydney, <laughs> no, they the said Sydney. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, so I apparently, thought- Will has gone back to 2013. I mean, that I guess make- that was the last time his wife, his life was worth a damn. But so. how would that make sense, <laughs> like with the newer characters? Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> You're weird like, I'm over this because <laughs> it's, it's so strange. Like, I feel like this is going to be like a bunch of different stories and like not. But, I but here's know, the thing like with I said, that, alternative I universe. So kind of well, makes oh, sense. Here's, here's the thing with that, and I wasn't going to comment because I'm not watching this, but um. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like okay if they had cast a teenage early 20s sydney 
they would have had to carry that onto the regular show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not really guaranteed to have an actress for whenever they had want to bring on sit. But like, I, guess... I also thought, sorry, I also did think that Sydney being so young is probably how Will remembers her in his mind. Like he can't get over the fact that his little sister is an adult. So he just thinks of her as a kid still. I kind of think that her real age stuck with her, but not with Allie and Johnny's sister since they've been no, literally only two years apart. In dialogue, they right. have said is in college. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Babe, Sora, Allie, and Johnny, but she, like Sydney, isn't she supposed to be like 11? No. No, well, they, they say on the actual like yeah. the twins were born in 2007. She was born in 2009. So she's supposed to be 13. She, but there was actual dialogue that Sydney's away at boarding school. And that was when that was when things but went that's south what I'm for saying Sammy they're EJ. Sticking with her real real soap age. Whereas with Not, John and Allie, they've aged her. I know they've referred to it on the show, but I don't I don't know if it's a flashback to to 2013 I have no clue but that's kind of like it's some kind of it's kind of an like it's one of those what if something didn't happen things like yeah that's what I think it is yeah maybe like because because it's also EJ and Nicole are married and it looks like Sydney is their child so maybe he's thinking what if the baby switch was never revealed or that never happened what if Sydney was their their child like the one that Nicole lost yeah, so it's gonna but be very interesting to see this. It I'm still very... doesn't make sense having like Trey, Chanel, and Paulina in it if they're if it's based on 2013. But, but are they involved in? Were they in that scene with Little Sydney? Because I feel like I feel like this might be a bunch of different like Christmas tropes and different stories. Like it might not all just be one yeah, cause story. The, the Xander Leo scene. <laughs> That we need to watch this too. to figure all of this out because I'm confused. It's, I'm excited but gonna, confused. They're definitely yeah. doing some kind of fundraiser. I figured that much out. <laughs> I'm excited and we will be doing a special podcast to cover it. So I'm very excited. I, I can uh, just I, hear I Michael half, right now. I might be like, half uh, for that one. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you might be high when you watch the movie too. I'm definitely If you end up enjoying one. it really like I don't know what I was supposed to say, but but anyway, go on. All right, so I think we'll head into our next little news item here, which is we got confirmation that Heather Lindell is returning as Jan and we'll be mixing it up with Mardevil. Uh, I can kind of relate. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Um, okay. I'm not even excited. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I said, I we kind of talked about this in the group chat and here's yeah. my thing. Like, I I... I like Heather Lindell. I generally enjoy Jan. Um, and I'm guessing that Mardevil is going to use her powers to turn Jan into Belle. And that is a much better scenario. Than, than she turning into Belle? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I found than, that to be good and messy. Y'all didn't like it. No. I, That's vomit-inducing, no, sir. No, no, no. <laughs> when everybody was like, it's going to be Jan in a Belle mask. That oh. was where I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, same, so, same. <laughs> so no this is, mess. for me, this is a much better scenario. Yeah. But, and, and again, I say this love because I, I 
enjoy Heather. I like Jan. But the truth is, we tired of I, me. I, thank you. <laughs> I was lit. I'm tired. Jan is a character where a little bit of her goes a long way. Yeah. And seeing her come back every few months and essentially run back the same story. Yeah. Is fatiguing. It is. And it's kind of at this point where I'm annoyed that they're not giving Shell any other story of their own if Jan is not involved. And at this point, I'm like, come on, you can do so much more with Shell. And maybe there's a story coming after this for them. But. Hush, Nicholas. Sean and. Sean and Belle are more than Jan Spears. Like, she's a great villain for them. I like Jan Spears. I, one part of me looks forward to seeing her. The other is like, again, when we've had her like three times within a year, it gets. This is, well, this will be the third time. Yeah, but anyway, my point still stands. Like, it's, it's too much and it's very on brand for Ron. It but, is. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, look, if you've been through other shows with him before, you've seen him take really great villains that are essentially made for short-term returns and turn them into unwatchable trash. Yeah. I Mitch present Lawrence. Mitch Lawrence. <laughs> I do not want Jan to be Mitch Lawrence. Okay, I, I, I don't need that in my life. I, I'm still getting over the trauma of, of having to live through that in Landview. I don't need it in Salem. <laughs> like, Azon. Just give us a, just a line, uh. give us a break. Give us a yeah. break. Oh my give God. Us a, give us a story <laughs> for Sean and Belle. What, like. Yeah, break, because I know what it takes. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> like Get what's stopping them make who it doesn't make any sense like no. the 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 child of bow and hope and the child of john and marlena should have no problem getting story right None. it just it doesn't make sense like you said this in the group chat dylan and i agree it's it they are this show's elizabeth because fa- fans of General Hospital understand that Elizabeth, though she is legacy and is very important to the show, the show doesn't treat her like she is. Like the way, the way previous regimes built the last blast crew up in the early 2000s to like basically take over the show, all of that disappeared as soon as the characters left the canvas. And it has never. They have never bounced back from that, I think. Like, just watching how they've used Shell ever since, like, 2008 and even today. Like, it's it's annoying. There are a couple of two sub- super couples. Why are they not on the forefront? It's Yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, but I'm also going to say that I'm very grateful that Sean and Belle are in this stable position that they are in right now because other regimes have ruined them to the point that I did not recognize Belle specifically for a very, very, very long time. And it took us years 
literal years to get back into a solid place. Because in my mind, Sean and Belle were never the same when Kirsten Storms left. Like, actually, even before she left, when they broke up in February of 2004, when he proposed and she confessed that she lied about that alibi from Marlena, they were never the same after that. And it took 15 years to get us back into a good place. I mean, that's just good soap to me. No, not 15 years. Come on. That is too long. But still, they... Like, we don't need they, them to cheat. Just give no. them a story. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is that they treated them as lead characters. Right now, they're more like... Supporting. Supporting. And it's weird because they're like double the legacy, basically. So it's weird. Like, it's a choice, for sure. We know they have range to carry a story, but they're not. And they're only using them for a story whenever Jan is around and that's my issue Jan is fun I love Jan she's messy as fuck but there's more to Shell than her and that's what where I'm at right now I'm excited for this return I can't I'm excited to see Mardevil and Jan and scenes together that's just going to be hilariously entertaining but I can see where the fatigue is coming from um so hopefully like this kind of wraps up the Jan thing for good and we take a break of at least a year before we ever bring her back yeah but moving switch up the the plan when you bring her back don't have her doing the same thing but jan has only ever been focused on sean yeah like that's not just a ron thing that's literally yeah and therein lies the problem yeah that's my issue like (laughs) i would give, give her a new obsession or like maybe don't domesticate her but like make her not be crazy for like six months maybe a year you know what i let her scheme she can scheme but not be crazy she doesn't do illegal shit to scheme you you know something that i oddly enough really enjoyed even if it was kind of twisted her friendship with claire yeah that did that worked very well it did and i wish they dragged it out and built it up more and like I I was I remember really enjoying the the build quote unquote build up, and then towards the end when she held her at gunpoint in the car and forced her to drive away with Chloe in the back uh, in the what is it called the trunk the yeah. trunk. So I love love those scenes. I I just wish they would do something different. But yeah, we should move on. <laughs> We have one more news item before we jump into our stories. Um, Soap Opera Digest posted a Horton Christmas preview. We get to see not only Carver, but Jules as well, and little Thomas and Charlotte in Salem for Christmas. Those pictures of of Eli and the tw- and the twins. Oh my god! Oh my god! So Two cute. was showing out. The wood. The one where Carver, like, where it looked like Jules was crying and Carver was like, uh, what is up with you? <laughs> they are some cute kids. They are so adorable. And they look like they they cast real cute babies who look like Sal on the Moon, Eli and Lonnie. So it works. Yeah. Because sometimes they cast these kids and you're like, you, you know for a fact that that child did not come from those people. Red-headed Michael. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, Bobby got red hair from a bottle. 
She said red hair the whole time she was on the show, right? From a bottle. I'm, but the character I'm assuming has naturally red hair. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Naturally. Bobby uh, General I'm Hospital. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. I was like, what? No, but like. Terrible. They aged age, age Charlotte. Charlotte, sorry. Uh, on the show as well, right? Because she was younger than this. The mm. last time we saw her. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she Michael, should leave the babies alone. She should be like she should four. Be, she should be four, and Thomas should be six. Well, I'm seven. I'm with Michael on the Charlotte shade. Fuck that baby. <laughs> why? I have oh, uh, spoken on I that remember, yet. I remember why. <laughs> you don't have to. We know you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, honestly i'm hoping that this means that we're gonna get like our our random wish and we're gonna get to see doug just surrounded by grandbabies yes. we do because well, jewels, Charlotte. um the 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 kid who plays thomas or his mother i'm not sure who runs that social media account um posted a picture of bill hayes him and and uh, and charlotte oh this just makes me happy I just want to see it. I love seeing the kids on the show. Oh my god! And Carmen Jules are so adorable and so cute. Well, well, what? <laughs> Here you go. The first two I can jive with. I let those go. I, they, they're some cute kids. They're cute little critters. Now the other two critters. <laughs> you leaving babies alone. Them last two. I believe the children are our downfall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they raise tail and get all in the way. Oh, we should not go into that, but I still don't Put understand. Put your 700 <laughs> aside and make oh life okay. easier. Sir, no, we're not doing this. All right, finish Fuck your thought. the children's laughter. Uh, mute his mic. <laughs> I can mute his mic. <laughs> Maria, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I was just going to say, I don't understand this hatred for Chabby's kids. Is it because you don't like Chad and Abby? I never like Because of the timing of their births and the circumstances. So, well, like, it's not even that. It's not even that. I, I never jive with the fact that Abigail gave her flower to Chad when he just didn't design. So he can't get over that, so it's fuck them kids because they should be Cameron Davis's children, right? Not Cameron Davis, well, the first thing, yeah. But <laughs> I, 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 I just never got with those two kids. Also, two kids, I just never could stand. From conception to birth. I remember when Thomas was born because I re- I was literally sitting in my grand's living room booing the TV as she pushed him out. So yeah, fuck them kids. All right, I think it's time to move into our stories. What do you <laughs> we're think? Just gonna end with that. We're just going <laughs> to no, end we're with that. Gonna, okay. We're just going to move right along. Right. Well, it's nothing new. The viewers know I do not like those little bastards. We're aware. Now that the fact is known, we can move on. And, and you can't the, the um you really can't dispute me calling them little bastards because both of them was born out of wedlock. But here we are. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, y'all ready to hop into the weekly recap, folks? Yes, let's go. Let's roll then. 
First things first, Gwen is having a hard time over the guilt of helping Kristen escape. Ava begrudgingly listens to her whining, which only intensifies when Rafe drags Xander to the police station to question him. I could not stand Gwen's whining this week. Like, literally, all she was doing is whining and crying, either about losing Xander or about the guilt she feels over helping Kristen or the fear she has over Xander finding out. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. Ooh. Here's my thing, and it, it it's something that they keep doing with Gwen, and it it bothers me like they keep trying to tell me some that she's someone she hasn't shown herself she was literally ready to let abby go the rest of her life blaming herself for causing her miscarriage and letting everyone else blame abby too she was willing to let abby sit in a sanitarium okay all because it suited her agenda and now i'm supposed to believe that she feels so bad and terrible and guilty about Sarah. No, I'm sorry, I just don't. I think her guilt only stems from the fact that she's actually falling for Xander. If she didn't care about Xander, I don't think she would give a damn about Sarah. She don't care about Sarah. That's why I don't buy it. She cares about possibly, I don't even know she cares about hurting Xander's feelings. I think she cares about losing Xander because that's the only support she has and that is exactly why i don't buy her feeling bad because she has shown on multiple occasions like she'll feel bad when she gets caught (laughs) (laughs) that when she's when it suits her agenda she will absolutely do the wrong thing 10 times out of 10 and be like we literally watched it for a year right like it's on sale they sent me a coupon it's in stock i'm just not buying it Mm-hmm. I I'm think not buying it. What I think they're doing with Gwen is she wants to be the person she presents herself to be, and but she keeps she's so insecure that she does things to constantly mess it up. So like I was kind of annoyed with the scenes too, but I get what they were doing. It I just don't think they were doing it well. Yeah, it probably it probably shouldn't have been Ava. She was venting too, <laughs> because Ava's well, not. Who else, who else is she gonna vent to? She literally has no friends. Yeah, that's what, but that actually I don't mind. Like I'm no, I don't mind does, that either. I like yeah, the vibe. I, between I, I like the Ava. vibe between them. I just I think it lacked impact because of who she was venting to. Because we know what we know what Ava's capable of. And yeah. Ava basically said, shut up. Like, deal, <laughs> deal with it. You did it. Just deal with it. <laughs> Honestly. But I have, been liking, I have been liking Ava more lately. Outside like, of cooking, yeah, Ava's great her, when she's out of her, her kitchen. Her personality is back. Yeah. Until she's in scenes with Rafe and then it disappears. Well, it's there. It's just... Muted. It's distracted by the food. And the ugly of them together together it's it's just like they, it didn't have stupid. to be <laughs> they would have been so easy to actually enjoy That's, it's like they're actively trying to make us hate them and i don't understand why because the chemistry is there they can work and the conflict is there they're just doing everything they can to avoid it and give them some plot driven bullshit yeah, it's conflict that they want them to have not conflict that's organic that's the problem y'all ready to move on yeah, we can yeah. move on. Okay, I, I didn't really care about the story. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. After Ava gets home from seeing Gwen, EJ shows up. He knows that Ava helped Kristen. He wants to make sure that Rafe never finds out that she helped Kristen. He tells Ava that he knows the minute Rafe is a free man, he will lose Nicole. 
The they EJ Abbott really, dynamic was very intriguing to me. They have really put EJ in his element because now he's scheming for a purpose. It's not the mayor enterprises related. It's he's scheming for personal for reasons again, and I love that. Yeah. Has he ever schemed for Nicole? No. Like he, no. he schemed for Sammy, but he's never schemed to hold on to Nicole. It was always mm-hmm. Nicole scheming to hold on to EJ. Mm-hmm. I like this role reversal. Like I was seen. I was right. They were so good. I was entertained by it. I just don't like the fact that EJ is perceiving Rafe as a threat. Because no matter how much they try to write it, Nicole and Rafe aren't some star-crossed lovers. They're fucking well here's the thing. I, I don't even think it's Rafe being a threat. It's more of he knows Nicole and Nicole exactly. is going to run off. Yeah. He knows exactly what Nicole would do because honestly, he would probably do the same thing if given the chance to do it with Sammy. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's very much let me solve the problem before it becomes a problem. Because he, he knows, he, he knows that he's not a competition for Rafe. It's the fact that if Nicole wants this though, he's not going to be able to pivot her away from that if she has the chance to. He knows his only chance at this point is her thinking that Rafe is not an option. It still rubs me the wrong way. I feel like there... I feel like this is going to go one of two ways. EJ and Ava are going to team up to keep Rafe and Nicole apart. Or Ava is going to use EJ to get revenge when she finds out what happened on that conference room table. I'm trying to figure out where exactly her assassinating Duke the Bear comes in. Yeah, like once we figure out what her goal is, I think that's when we'll know where this whole EJ Ava thing is going to go. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. I wonder if Ava sees Rafe and Nicole kissing next week and that's what makes her spiral because they're apparently kissing in the square. And I don't think Nicole reacts well to it because I think that's when Nicole's going to slap him. You'll kick him in the nuts. This is daytime. The slap is the closest we're going to get. Well, we've seen a few nut checks on soap. <laughs> <laughs> Not many. We saw Gabby doing it to Xander like back in 2019. Oh, Oh, that's right. We did over but, that briefcase, I think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah, uh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I like um, Ava's dynamic with EJ. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I just the story does nothing for me at all in general because Raven Hope, uh, Raven Hope, sorry, Raven Nicole. Same different. Yes. <laughs> Rafe and Nicole, they're not that pairing. They're dull. Sorry if some of you see chemistry. I don't. There's nothing to them that makes them... We're just not into them. Really wish the show would stop trying to make fetch happen with them. Exactly. It's just not. It's just not. Because I don't know if that moment, we have come across that moment yet. We haven't. But when they were about to kiss, I was like, what oh, is we're, this? We're... Oh, when EJ interrupted? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get there later. Trust me. But yeah, like that moment, it just showed me that uh, 
the actors don't even seem to be in it like the crazy thing is galen is loving this story like i've seen him on zoom twice in the last few months and he loves this story i can't for the life of me figure out why but he does so want whatever he's smoking to enjoy the story because <laughs> this is not it thank you michael they're writing for him and they almost fi- they did fire him remember <laughs> so like they brought him back and they're I mean, giving him something to do <laughs> so I mean, he's grateful the thing is like i like their chemistry i could see them romantically it's just not this way sir i'm sorry uh, i hear you right now okay no no i think <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> but but it's just, it's just the writing the way they're ex they're not kids like grow them up it feels like to be honest it feels like they swapped what we should be getting with ali chanel johnny and trip and gave it to the old people that's what it feels like yeah ron has a thing for geriatric love triangles i don't understand why but he does at their big age at this like at this point in their big age they should not be acting like this come on like there's but literally you know no reason for them not to be together. Yeah. There's none. That's the issue. And we literally, but Ron does this too because he did the same shit with Steve, Justin, and Kayla. Like when that triangle was happening, it was literally high school bullshit then, and they were they were too old for that shit when it was happening but, then, and uh, Rafe and Nicole are too old for this uh, shit that's happening now. I didn't like that story, but it kind of also made sense in a way because Kayla had moved on, Steve had become like that whole Steven O thing. Oh, so God, let's not talk about Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go into that like that deeply or anything, but I'm just and, saying And Justin was grieving Adrian. It made a little bit of sense why they moved on together. Yeah. Even if it was really quick though, I remember that. But yeah. It wasn't quick. It was just we missed a year. Yeah, no, but no, it was because it was th- like literally Three months after she got Three months after she got the divorce papers, three months after Adrian died, and that's when it was just as weird as um, Gabby and Eli becoming a couple one month after Stefan died and Lonnie dumped Eli. It was weird, yeah, but the timing of it all was just very, very strange. But it's a thing like when Ron does love triangles for um, people of a certain age, he tends to write them like they're in high school and doesn't write for the age that they actually are. It's not good. It's not it good. really isn't. And I feel like Rafe to me is the issue. Yeah, he's coming. He's very unrutable in this. Listen, he, ins- he inspires terrible shit. I swear. He does. <laughs> and I feel like outside of the parents, it's not like Rafe is this really intriguing, interesting character that I enjoy by himself. But I don't he's, hate him. He's, he's okay. Decent when he's by himself. Yes. The moment he oh, goes. See, but when I did parent? not, I did not think that at all this week. Like everything, Rafe annoyed me, as you'll see I by mean, the way I described the next <laughs> segment. <laughs> I mean, yes, and I'm watching old episodes where, like, when he wasn't in, in scenes with like Hope. I'm watching 2017, and he was really annoying outside of his pairing as well. But like currently, except for this week, Rafe is fine by himself. When he's paired with someone. He drags them down. And that's kind of the issue I have with Trip, which we we're gonna get into later. But yeah, I don't like raising pairings. I do think um Galen and what is her name? 
Tamara? Yeah, thank you. Or Ari. <laughs> no, Tamara. They have chemistry, but at this point, it's not enough because Rafe is toxic in relationships. Yeah, and I want somebody to call him out on it, at least. Where's Eli to cuss him out? Thankful that he doesn't have to listen to any more tales of woe about a damn bear. Oh my God. Look, the way he dragged him for that. No, we're going to move on. <laughs> Rafe has appointed himself the investigator of Chris's escape and runs his smug ass all over town. First, he questions Xander, who tells him he wouldn't help Kristen, and he wants whoever did it to fry. After Xander takes himself, after he, Xander, I, after I wrote Xander, that after he talks to Xander, sorry, I skipped a few words there. After he talks to Xander, he takes himself over to the mayor I mentioned to question Chadwick. Chad corroborates why Abby stands there suddenly dragging the ineptitude of the Salem PD. Okay, first things first. What the hell was Abigail wearing? Was a little, that, a little house, a little oh, house on the prairie dresses. Dress. Man, listen, no, I th- no, no. I thought she was in a nightgown for bed, <laughs> and I then I realized that she was actually just wearing that in her leisure. And I'm like, who dresses? Yeah, wardrobe me? has always been like Abigail's wardrobe has always been a little weird, and they dress Marcy in the farm girl prairie girl lane, and I don't know why. They got away from it when she was when Marcy was pregnant because they just put her in like giant overcoats. But like now that she's not pregnant anymore, we're venturing back into that, and I don't know why. But I wonder how much of it is like the actor's choice. And it has stars and moons and cows. And- <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, even if it's the actor's choice, you don't have to give them those options. Yeah, the that's the thing. Like, the thing is, the, Richard gives Boom. them three three outfits to pick from. And they choose one. And if give that was the wearable choice. Give them three decent ones. And right? we wouldn't have this issue. Yeah, exactly. Because if know. that was the option she chose, what the hell did what, the other two what look What didn't like? she choose? That's the scary part. <laughs> Good Lord. The dish was running away with a spoon at the hem of her dress. <laughs> I, I Rafe just, just ugh. It's like his whole smug tone with Xander, like I, the way he was questioning him, I really didn't like it. Though I will say- when, Xander. <laughs> no, I get it. But like, especially because I knew he was wrong. Like it just, it just made all the conclusions he was jumping to make no sense. I did like when Xander pointed out that he wanted the person to fry because um, Kristen told him, Kristen was the one who told him about Sarah and Rex, so for that reason, she want, he wants Kristen to fry, which means they're setting up Xander and Gwen to explode beautifully, which I'm kind of excited for the fallout of that when that happens. But I was also living for Abby in those Chad Abby rave scenes because, like, she just kept shading the Salem PD left and right, and she wasn't wrong. No. The bar is in hell for the Salem PD. Honestly. Things I was watching those scenes, I'm, and I'm thinking, Rafe is a fucking uh, and I, think, I, I, I think don't know. I the don't Salem know. PD. Because the it's bad because PD. Rafe is the commissioner. He's, <laughs> he's not doing a good job leading like Rafe, my thing is Rafe is not smart. The like your girlfriend, your living girlfriend has helped Ava escape twice and you don't know about either time. Yeah. Like that's I'm pretty the crazy what's part. the name of the, what's the name of the prison? Escape? Salem prison. Is it? Statesville? Is it Statesville. Statesville. I meant Kristen, yeah. But like you can't 
you don't know where she's going ever. Like you don't ever, you never track her phone. Like I'm sure y'all have found your phone app and you never suspicious. You found her after, did, didn't he find her after um, Kristen escaped the um, holding cell at the Salem PD? Yeah, because she was in the room so he when never, he woke up Susan. So no one ever thought, hey, let's check the cameras because there are cameras. They've confirmed that. Like no one, I'm confused. Like who, right? And then the only, and smart, then, the only smart ones at the Salem PD are Eli, Lonnie, and Sean. Exactly. And, and Sean is literally carrying the Salem PD on his back, putting this Philip case together, which we'll talk about all the Philip stuff later. But while Sean is actually being a decent cop and doing his job, Rafe is being shown sexing up his girlfriend. Like, fire him. Fired. Like, it's <laughs> insane at this point. <laughs> like, he what would they do with him? Kill him. I don't they, care. They could show <laughs> him the you. damn door at this point. Or make him a make him a private investigator and have him go work at Black Patch. Maybe, no. working, maybe no. working with John will make him more enjoyable. No, no we would want him away from John. But I think you could or demote him. Demote like him, let his mess with Ava be lead to him getting demoted and or fired. So, they're not going to fire him. We still have to keep him. But <laughs> no, I meant fired from the Salem PD, not the show. Oh, but thing is once you fire him from the Salem PD what do you do with him there's there's nothing to, we don't want him at Black Patch you can't start cooking again. with Ava oh my god no <laughs> create promote a cookie him, show promote I mean, Sean okay let's promote move Sean, promote right. Sean or Eli over him I would say yeah. Eli because that would be messy Actually, because I'd of their to, dynamic I'd love to see Lonnie be the police commissioner honestly oh, honestly god, to be honest I, I would remem- be okay with it it's a mess right now so she'd probably yes. be and also, I remember, I'm still like, like I said, I'm watching 2017. And before, um, when uh, Hope and Rafe were offered, uh, sorry, something like they were offered the position, it's up to them to decide who's gonna. Right. And, and Alani was like, I would like to see a woman in the position, like, who runs the world? Girls. So... I kind of want to see Lonnie as the commissioner. Because Sean's already turned the job down once and Eli's already said he didn't want it. Lonnie's the only one we haven't seen in the in the position. Yeah. So it would, okay be, it. it would be interesting to see. And she was all encouraging Hope to take the offer back in 2017, like I said. So I want to see her in the position. It could also create drama between Yolani. I don't know. But Rafe should not be the commissioner. He's doing a terrible job at it. Absolutely awful. Well, let's move on. <laughs> You're, <laughs> You're so over this. I, I, I really am, y'all. I'm so ready for them to just end this. Yeah, I just don't know. After talking to Chad, Rafe runs into Nicole, who's there to see EJ. They have a nauseating discussion about their night together and come very close to kissing, but EJ shows up before they can. Ref questions EJ about Kristen's escape, and EJ denies any involvement. Thank God EJ showed up when yeah. he did, because no. It was so point. I do like that new door for the Demera Mansion, though. That was very nice and pleasing to the eye. That but door's been there me- for months. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe has not paid, paid attention because the lighting of the show is terrible. Well, 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 let's be completely honest here. 
what has been interesting that the mayor mentioned as of late, other than Johnny? Jay in general, but that's about it. I wouldn't even count that because he hasn't been like in the mansion a lot for me. Yeah, to me personally, EJ has been roaming around just being shady and messy <clears> for no apparent reason. He was so. in the beginning when, whenever, like, I remember right when EJ came back, they had him in the mansion a lot, but he's not as much anymore. So, but I can see where you're going with this. Like, as of now, the only reason I look forward to the Romero mansion is because I know Tony can come down to. Ch- teasing about something oh my god and, and that, <laughs> that brings me joy so i, I love like, seeing you minding his business yeah like, at, but right, at this point tony is tony is ready uh, to go yeah he is there to show his veneers and that nice orange tan he got that is it that is all and that is why i love tony okay <laughs> i i'm pivoting us back to the original topic here um when we Rafe don't care, the- Tony. We don't care. I know we don't care, but <laughs> I have something to say, so I'm going to say it. When Rafe and Nicole were discussing their night of passion and the way they were discussing it made me physically ill. Like, I really just did not like it. I could see the writing on the wall for where this is going, and it really makes me mad because EJ and Nicole have such good chemistry, which we'll discuss in a minute in their next scene, you know, the next segment and i feel like that's all going to be thrown out the window for so, sanctimonious rafe and i just want to burn it with fire my thing is like i i understand what they want us to be feeling when we see them like longing for each other the they keep mentioning is- it in dialogue like the, I think the problem is that it's not landing the way that they want it to land because we're literally also watching Rafe go home to Ava yep. and play in her face. He's being a dickwad. It, <laughs> and he's just coming off. Gross. Yeah, he's not. He, you I mean, I would expect a swad of dicks to be gross (laughs) (laughs) if i want to it's hard to want like why would i want this dude to end up with what he wants like why would i want that for you you're being why i don't know i don't want you to win i want you to lose grandly i want him dead okay i want to say that that's not going to happen, and that's just something we have to accept at this point because we had him gone, and they brought him back. That the th- damn Ken Cord. <laughs> the thing is, for me, when I watch these scenes, I I didn't get ill like you did, Tony. Mm-hmm. But good lord, <laughs> good lord, they put you have me, a they put me, me to sleep. Oh, you, you were too bored to be nauseous. Yes. I was like, is this a pairing? Like, I was looking behind me, like, is, are we supposed to care about that? Like, what? What is so supposed to be so interesting? Because they are Y'all, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, Rafe was so bad this week. Every time I saw, it got to a point, like, every time I saw his face, I just started fast forward. Yeah, th- that's understandable. Because Honestly, I don't blame you. 
I fast forwarded Friday's rape. Especially and, with him, like Friday with him and Abel was just sitting in the kitchen talking about absolutely yeah. nothing. I, I, didn't even put that, I didn't even put that mess on the outline because that was literally the same shit from last week and I did not need to do over. Yeah, I, I, I was running out of time. I was supposed to go out. Like I was like, you know what? They've ha- they're having the conversation about the same. Well, no, but the thing with those scenes, like, okay, since they're not on the outline, I guess we can bring them up now. But like the thing with those scenes, it just underscores why we're not why you can't root for this guy right now he literally he says all of this to nicole and then he goes home and he tells ava she's his special christmas spirit yeah they were decorating the house for christmas and they were pulling out ornaments and then he pulled out one that gabby made and she wanted to light it on fire it looked like and then he pulled out one that he made and she got all like cute about it and y'all and it was like, I would rather file my taxes than watch that <laughs> no this but the thing is like Ava was being like if you watch the scenes Ava was being nothing but honest and vulnerable with him yeah. He's and playing with her emotions and playing yeah. with her feelings and the thing is like I could like if someone was calling Rafe out on his shit it would be a little bit more tolerable but no one say anything Gabby sees it because she teases Ava about it whenever she gets the chance but she's she gonna say Gabby needs to call yeah. Rafe out on it Gabby needs but to tell she, he's being an asshole even I, like I hate like she could say I hate Ava but you're being a jackass like just tell her the truth and honestly she can she can kind of feel that because she went through that with jake both when he was with gwen and with kate and she can be like look i hate ava but i've also been where you're putting ava right now and trust me when i tell you it is not good you are playing in this this woman's face and you need to decide what you want and make a solid choice because what you're doing now does not gabby's not gabby's not the type of person to let her pride like would go over pride and tell Rafe that. Rafe would be the only person she would tell. She wouldn't tell anybody else, but she does let her pride go with her brother. I guess. It's rare, but it does happen. It's just, they've made him so hard to root for. I don't, why, why would I want you to get what you want? Look at you. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And the thing is, he's supposed to be that. Here's the thing, y'all. He's supposed to be the good guy. We are, EJ is supposed to be the bad one in this scenario. I'm rooting for EJ. Rooting for EJ, Ava, and Team Arsonist to burn the bear. He's he's like Michael (gasps) Corinthos. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Only his his dick doesn't kill people. I don't like, I just I honestly don't think that they get how Ron doesn't apparently because he <laughs> he does this quite often. I didn't think it was it was possible to make the audience hate Rafe more than they already did because a vast majority of the audience it's literally not even kept, a hate. It's not even a hate like, anymore. I, did, I don't care. And the the weird thing is so there's someone on this there were multiple people on this show doing the same shit at the same time. Chloe was doing it with Brady and Philip. Allie was doing it with um, uh, Trip and Chanel. But Rafe is the only one that's coming off like an asshole because we understand the motivations for those other characters and why they're doing what they're doing. Rafe is just being a dick. 
Like yeah. he, he want he wants a hot meal. I told you, it ain't the sex, <laughs> it's the food. <laughs> and it's so much worse when you take Ava's history into account. Yeah, because mm-hmm. her father he's, he's gaslighting her for years. Her. Yeah, and her father gaslit her for years and medicated her to the point where she literally lost her mind. And now, minus the medication, Rafe is doing the same thing. It just—it's yep. not. This is not hero behavior. This is not. No, we don't know. We don't like this at all. <laughs> at all. I don't. Mm-mm. Can we move on to something we did like? Because I'm, <laughs> this yeah, just depresses you, man. <laughs> the next one. I yeah. think we will enjoy more. Yes, absolutely. Y'all, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I started playing Tetris when we started playing this, and I had to go find the outro. Outline. One second. Um, okay once Rafe is gone EJ and Nicole try to enjoy themselves they have a very honest combo about their feelings for Rafe and Sammy and decide to move on with each other and head upstairs to make love I love these scenes I loved these scenes so much because EJ and Nicole are having a new dynamic this go round and I think I said it before where they're literally open and honest with each other and they're so honest like and it's so this is what it's supposed so to be refreshing because this has never been their dynamic before because she's never been secure enough in who she is to be open and honest with any man that she's been with yeah. she got there with eric eventually and now she's still there and able to openly express herself with ej and i love that i love that they were two grown mature adults who know the good, the bad, and the ugly about each other and are choosing to be with each other anyway. I love that. Like, I cackled out loud when they were at, right after they had sex, they were in bed, she was laying on his chest, and he asked if he helped her forget Rafe. (laughs) It was was wild because it was coming from EJ, but I was thoroughly entertained by it because I, they don't do this often where people put all their cards on the table and jump into something a relationship or a sexual relationship anyway but it's it, people do shit like this like they're trying to move they, on they're being honest but they enjoy each other's company and they're not gonna they're gonna, not gonna lie about that see th- that's kind of what annoyed me because like i don't I don't get Rafe and Nicole at all. I don't see the chemistry. I don't see you, the, like you I don't know. Was, you wish he was asking if did I make you forget about Eric? I'm saying is that what you wish? No, no, I think what is, he's asking is how dare you? I'm <laughs> saying is that what she wishes was happening? I think the Rafe of it all is ruining the EJ, EJ and Nicole for her. Like the yeah. fact that she's so hung up on Rafe is taking her out of it. Like Rafe and Nicole are are so 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 dull to me so they don't do anything but not even that i feel like i get i get it in the sense that they're putting like you guys said pulling all of the cards on the table but (laughs) it took me out seeing them discuss sammy and rafe right after they had sex it did it did to me too but it also helped to establish sammy i get but, yeah, listen, she needs to slap some think, fucking sense into this woman. What are you? I think when 
He's not. I think when you don't like a character, it takes you out of any story involving them. And I, I get that, but like your feelings for Rafe aside, like in the, in the context, if she had said any other name that wasn't Rafe, would you have been as weirded out? I don't know. Or is it the fact that you can't get over the fact that she's hung up on Rafe? I, I, oh my gosh almost started speaking Swedish <laughs> sorry but I think it's about um the fact that she's hung up on him I didn't think it was weird that EJ brought Sammy up but like Rafe why of it all is, is Rafe just... even a, yeah why is Rafe even yeah, why is Rafe a factor that's yes. the issue that is I mean that's the story they're telling and our personal feelings for it aside she did almost kiss the man five minutes before getting in bed with EJ so it is technically a valid question like when EJ walks in on them about to kiss and then they promptly go upstairs and have sex I get him saying well did that make you forget what just happened what yeah. is that the afterlife I, has, has helped EJ grow up because the old EJ would have been the pissed. afterlife, <laughs> <laughs> the in between. Let's <laughs> no, just call a thing a thing and say it. The recast. I said it once, like a few months ago, I think, or weeks ago, maybe a month. I don't know. But fuck Rafe and Nicole as a parent, and also. 100- 100% agree with you, but that doesn't... No. I wish Sammy slapped some sense into Nicole because what is this? I feel... I mean, she did. A, it just didn't this, work. Like, I'm getting the Nicole I enjoy with EJ, but then I have Nicole with Rafe, who I don't like. And it's kind of also showing how big of a mistake it was to not recast Eric because I don't like where Nicole is currently I mean I enjoy her with EJ I think they have potential I like sometimes who Nicole is when she's with EJ but overall she's a mess and it's not the good kind I think Nicole as a character on her own is weirdly in the best place that she's ever been because T- take take all the romantic shit out of it for a second. When is the last time Nicole has ever been this open and this honest with her feelings about anything and this to anyone and this secure? Like she's not scared she's gonna lose well, Eric, she's Eric gonna... in the last little round, but they that. But that I, I but even even before Eric left, she was completely secure in their relationship so much so that she ended up telling him the truth when he proposed and yeah they separated them for a minute but they did come back together they got married and they were in a very strong solid secure place secure enough that she was able to let him go and it was only the fact that she he told him to, to go exactly which nicole of the of the past would never have been secure enough to do that it was only the fact that eric kept not coming home that kept putting her into that insecure place which set her on the destructive path of sleeping with Xander but Nicole as a character on her own is secure in who she is knows exactly what she wants whether we agree with what she wants or not is not the issue but she's standing in what her truth is and I love that yeah I do too like I've come a long way from wanting Nicole dead from when she was crying all the damn time Yeah, I was. She cried a lot, Michael. She really. Okay. Did. I'm not saying that's that's not the Nicole I miss, though. 
She cried a I, lot, damn it. I do she like did every goddamn day. I do like the sight you of Nicole. Be used to it living in a home. I do like the sight of Nicole that is What was that? I didn't get the joke. Do you need to turn your hearing aid up? <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> what I was saying, I do like that side of Nicole that we're seeing, but also I think it's the romantic part, like the romantic pairings part of her that's a big miss. And it started with not recasting Eric. Because yeah. I don't think Rafe, Rafe is misplaced in this, in my opinion. And it's taking me out and it's dragging Nicole down and it's frustrating to watch. And it's take it's eating up the show half of the time as well. Like Rafe is you, Rafe. on the show. <laughs> there was entirely too much Rafe and Nicole this week, and not enough, especially in that episode with Kate and Paulina, which we'll get to later. But there was not enough of that, and way too much Rafe and Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so guarantees a bitch. If they yeah. fire him. They wouldn't have to worry about it. They did fire him. It just wasn't able to stay that way. We Do it again. Work- Maybe it'll stick this time. The only way it'll stick is if Ken Corday retires. Put his ass in a hole. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Next to you. <laughs> oh my God. Let's move on. I make better yeah. decisions no matter how old I am. <laughs> yeah, I can play spades together. His ass can't play spades. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, Jen Rami is more y'all age, gang. Oh, Lord. No idea Sorry. what that is. Dementia got you talk. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Sammy Manchin manages to knock out her captor, steal his phone, and call Allie, who is with Lucas. She is able to steal the guard's personal cell phone and test Allie her location, which is somewhere in Wisconsin. I told y'all Patty was in Salem. Anyway, <laughs> Lucas heads off to rescue her. Lucas shows up just as the guy comes to t- comes to tied to a chair. Okay, he, sure. where's the commas here? Uh, uh, <laughs> Go on. This is the biggest run-on sentence I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, attempt to question him, but he won't talk. So they drag him out so he knocks Sammy down and runs. They try to find him, and then they head home. Y'all, y'all. When that guard not Sammy across the room, <laughs> I know that wasn't the moment you was supposed to laugh. But I the did. way I, but y'all, her feet were off the ground. <laughs> My thing is, why did they try to move him? Right? Like, why? I, I, I don't understand. understand. As smart as they are, they're dumb as hell. Like, <laughs> just call Sammy, the police. Why the fuck did you not run out of there? As soon as he did, could yeah. like we what gonna, was, we gonna untie him and and escort him out? Get the fuck out of here! Like, like what the <laughs> fuck? They're like, yeah, they, we have, they, we're having a chat with him. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, they did. What, what is one of I my ate. least favorite soap tropes that exist? It's the I'm going to stand here and monologue when I should be hauling ass out exactly. of there. Exactly. This is kind of reminding me. It got me. to a point where I didn't even realize what Lucas was saying. The whole time I was like, leave. Go. <laughs> yes, yes, you know I was thinking team? the same thing. No, do you like, know what bothers do me? Do like on Bonanza and get the you know hell out of Dodge. This, Why are you there? 
this reminded me of when Sierra was held hostage in that Thank you. glass thingy. And uh, when she got out, she got to the door, he pointed a gun at her, and she was like, uh, she went back. Okay, I kind of get that thing more because she had a gun pointed at her. That wasn't the Sierra. That wasn't the Sierra thing that it reminded me of. It reminded me of when she um, went to rescue um, Rachel. Well, it was Mickey then, but Rachel, and she knocked the guy unconscious. Oh, that's a good one too. There, yeah. I forgot stood about that. there monologuing the entire fucking time, and I'm just like, "Girl, I love you, but run your ass out of there! What the fuck are you doing?" Listen, yeah, I'd be, be giving the directors one. notes. Like, can I say this as I'm running down the hallway? That's the only way this is gonna make sense. <laughs> like. My thing what? was like what it reminded me of because I I listen I am going to be consistent here because I said it about Ben when he went with um Evan to go get Sierra I'm gonna say it about Lucas why are we doing these things with zero backup like at least with yeah. Ben he had the excuse of I'm following this dude and I don't exactly know where he's leading me Lucas had a whole location yeah like yeah. why didn't why did you call Sean Rafe Eli Kate had an issue with Allie being the trip because she could have they she babysat um carbon jewels she could have told me like you know okay um my mom has been held captive um my dad got the location that was before that was before, that was so she yeah, can't tell him something she was, didn't know about it was before but afterwards something like that like her grandfather no, I think, is I think he just had an issue with the, the fact that it was that yeah. it was trip that she was talking to but she wasn't trying to talk to anybody to get them to solve the but problem she was literally just venting to her boyfriend her she wouldn't have a reason to went when if she told someone else that's the point her but anyway anyway back to the story sorry michael her grandfather is the former police commissioner yep they were you, literally you in the pub they, you didn't have no contacts. You don't have no uncles. Nobody, well, Kate did. Nobody. Kate, Kate did mention that to Lucas, and she's like, "Well, does Roman know?" And he's like, "No, Sammy didn't want any family to know." What, sir? That and, I mean, that's that's what he said because Kate did as mention many it. Many times as he's defied Sammy, this is the one. He- <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I just- Everybody was different shades of stupid this week. Listen, I told oh, Sammy. I think we have our episode title. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, that I'm was just saying, a... even Beyonce got backup singers. Like, <laughs> I... And the mamas come through. <laughs> okay. Like, I just, uh... baby, what is you doing? I, I called Sammy Smart for tying the man up. <laughs> and then dump for untying his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and seconds later, she was like, "Oh, she and Lucas were like, let's just untie him. You hold his, his legs, and I hold his ass." But, 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 okay. I was like, "What the okay. fuck?" Okay. I, like, okay. I would have at the very that least knocked his ass out again so that they could drag him okay. out unconscious. Lucas, Sammy, what the fuck are you doing? Run, bitch, run! Point. It brings up a very interesting point that I was going to bring up on another segment. You feel for Sammy for one moment. You get what she's doing. You understand. And then she does something to make you not be on her side anymore. <laughs> Which is literally the same thing we've been experiencing since fucking 1995. She gives me a headache, but I love her. <laughs> yeah. That's Sammy. 
Like she's yeah. a mess. But like, why did you stand there having a chit chat with? You could have just sat there on the floor and continued talking with him. If that that's what. Why when she hit that wall, I can feel any sympathy for her. Because why, why, why was y'all in a why was y'all in a talking and carrying on? I thought they was gonna have lunch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly especially when the guy was like my partner's coming i was like okay y'all okay so when they it was i don't know person that overheard the word pete and thought it was peter blake <laughs> <laughs> no because he said no, the other guard I, so no, I no, no no it's funny you bring that up I, i'm noticing like oh my- no, it, it's funny he brought that up because jason and peter oh oh no and i, yes. and I said y'all the return of the Antichrist is imminent. No. We have the Antichrist here currently. No. I mean, the real one, Pissy <laughs> She's come. They talked about this in Revelation. And that Bible she uses to excuse racism and bigamy. Not bigamy, well, <laughs> adultery in her case. But y'all know what I mean. She comes. Allegedly. Oh, yeah, allegedly. We ain't trying to get Alleg- Allegedly. <laughs> Coming in to save our ass. <laughs> Thank you. Because we already got that lady mad because we call her a grand. Ooh, but, <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. But, but yeah. anyway, I was going to say something. Damn. Yeah. I've noticed, like, I just went over it in my head. Every hostage story on this show, they do something really weird, like Stupid. choices. Yeah. I remember the <laughs> kidnapping story with Yolani. The it's way, across soaps in general. It's like one yeah, of the worst tropes. But we're like, I'm not watching all their soaps, so I can only take days as an example. <laughs> wait, but like, wait. the funniest one was Sarah and Kristen. Yo, Dylan was Dylan was Dylan was so pissed. <laughs> she was like, "Why did she run out oh, the room?" Oh, I know. Wait, what? What? What exactly? That's why I don't really have much. Because I don't really the, have. <laughs> When the door opened, and she she decided to try to knock Kristen out instead of just running her ass out of the room. Kristen was all the way across the room, and she goes yes. back into like, the room. Ah, the door, yes, because the, Kristen, the door is Kristen wide didn't open. Realized that she Kristen was like stunned that she got out. That she got out. That um, she wasn't there. Gross. She could have been gone. <laughs> she, and not like, like, she could have been gone, but she could have closed the door behind her to slow Kristen down. Again, like, this. This is why I don't feel sympathy. I didn't feel sympathy for Sammy, and I don't feel sympathy for Sarah. Because had it been me in those situations, it, I would have been like, "Okay, let me go ahead and grab Miss Kitty and get the hell out of Dodge." I, no, I, I don't see my see uh, again. This is one of the two reasons why I personally could not be a soap character. Because one, y'all won't catch me in situations like that. Because I would put these crops in sport or smoke and get up out of here. And two, I'll be in jail every other week for assault charges. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, what? I'm not like, because I, I, I can sprint in Timberlands if I have to, because I've done it. So, like, there's no reason <laughs> for you not to be running, ma'am. There was Look, no black reason. folks can run to anything. We will discuss Anything. whatever it is we were running from when we get to when we wherever get it to is our destination. <laughs> <laughs> I done ran to some crispy Air Force ones, fresh out the box. <laughs> the 
what you running for? We'll figure it out later. But right? we're going to run now. And nine times out of ten, it was somebody shooting. But, <laughs> but anyway, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Finishing up the Sammy stuff, transitioning into the alley thing next. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, Let, shit. Let's just... mm, my God. I'm pissed about it. Sorry. <sighs> Allie, meanwhile, is worried and tells Trip what's happening. They also discuss this devil possession, and Trip is a believer now. Lucas brings Sam into Allie, and they figure out who took her. Sammy swears to. It's, well, try to. Sammy swears it's Nicole, and once Trip gives her the clear to go home, she is determined to get to EJ. Okay, I'm going to say this before Ariette goes into her rant. This sudden shift of Trip and Allie being there for each other is weird, and I don't mm-hmm. like it. Because for, for mm-hmm. months, for months, Trip was wearing his thigh-high boots and his sunglasses whining about why Allie wouldn't love him. It was so many points where I thought Lil' Kim was going to bust out the restroom. If I told you once, I told you twice, you <laughs> beat, throw the booty. For for weeks, for weeks, this man was sitting here trying to figure out why I can love you better than she can. Well, maybe now, and now we're here, and we're here because of the zombies. Yeah, Yeah. it was the undead zombies. It was literally the undead zombies because she thought she she thought she was going to marry J. Bosch for months, (laughs) and because we had the walk in Salem. For one day. Here you go. We have to okay. Yep. Because this the story that they're giving us, whether we believe it or not, is a separate issue. But the story that they're giving us is that thinking that Trip was almost killed by zombie Charlie made Allie realize that she does actually love him. She then proceeded to tell him she loves him and then slept with him. And so ever since then, they've had a different vibe in their relationship see, see, i think is what they're a, going for look, look what i'm look, seeing look, look, wait let, let me let me rebut that see i don't buy that because that was mercy sex yeah. that was we Listen, i don't buy it either because the whole zombies being an aphrodisiac thing uh, again, is never uh, not going to be weird uh, for me again again we all that's we almost died sex we've all been there well, again, this brings back the Chris Air Force Ones and shooting conversation I just had. <laughs> After you have a near-death experience, the first thing you want to do is human nature. You want to jump some bones. So, <laughs> I, them allegedly connecting after that, I'm not buying it. It doesn't make sense. So when we get to now, it's the, I'm, I'm not buying it. I don't get it. It doesn't Me make neither. sense. The thing to me, um, I see Trip the way I see Rave with Nicole. I think Trip drags Allie down to such a frustrating level. Uh, it's not; they're not enjoyable. It's like watching two cousins kiss. It's like, what am I supposed to like here? There's nothing. There's interestingly enough. I was watching something a while ago. They had more chemistry when, or they have chemistry when um, they go at each other because when they're fighting. Yes. yes. I said that the first time they interacted when she slapped him. 
this is not it. Like, I just don't see anything with them aside from Allie being in denial and they're not even playing that up right now. I, think I will to say make them more toxic as a couple, like more adversarial yeah. towards each other. But no, I will say cute couple. Trip, like, Trip's reaction me. when like when Allie, Lucas and Sammy were talking and like trying to like and like talking about everything that happened and they brought up the baby switch and like and trips to the background going like wait that's a thing that happened was so hilarious your mom is Ava yeah but he was, doesn't he's not he been here for he Ava. didn't grow up with Ava he's, Ava didn't he, raise him and he hasn't seen Ava at her crazy I hate so Trip. fuck you Trip that's all I okay, got to you say hate, you hate Trip and fuck you Trip out we, we, we understand that we get that but that doesn't change the fact that just because Ava is his mother he's never experienced her crazy he's never seen half the things that she's done he may have heard about it but it, he had the same reaction when he heard about all the stuff that his mother did that he had now Trip is consistent you may hate him but that doesn't mean he's not consistent consistently boring okay. I feel like the <laughs> problem is like from their first scene we we knew that the road was always going to lead to Trip and Allie. I think the problem is that they didn't plan anything for them yep, once they, they got, got through the initial angst of the mistaken identification. And I think that they didn't plan anything out specifically for Trip past him getting his name cleared. Yep. And yeah. that's it and shows. Like that's where we are. It shows they don't and I them. don't think they expected chanel and Allie to be as popular as they were so they weren't necessarily writing to that because i mean it's there and it's simmering in the background but i don't think it's getting as much focus now because i don't think they expected it to take off the way that it did yeah but they they my thing is it's very very clear that they didn't come up with any kind of a follow-through for trip and Allie. Yeah, like yeah. they're just two nice if, people being nice together yeah even if you take the chanel angle out of it they had no plan for what to do with trip and alley after they got past the rape storyline they're they sorry go ahead go ahead i'm good no i was gonna say they're at a standstill they're not gonna do anything with them until we get some movement again and i think mm -hmm. I think it might be coming up in a few weeks whenever yeah. Allie, yeah. No, I think we're going to be getting some movement before then because there were some spoilers I saw earlier today uh, that Trip is going to go missing and Allie's going to be searching for him with Steve. And Yeah, but that sounds like more devil stuff. Yeah, that does sound like more devil stuff, but I do think that's going to be maybe bring up a potential for more point of view and more feelings from either Trip or Allie. Like, yeah. just because it... I meant more like in this pod. Um, I think as soon as if if we write about them, uh, write about John and Chanel getting married, um, which seems like we are, um, it seems like or I hope that will do something to Allie. Like she I think write, it will. Yeah, I think so too. She looked kind of like um, not happy about it, or we barely saw her reaction but still so i'm hoping that moves them all forward in some sense because right now trip and Allie are just there right now that's the only reason for them to get married to spite Allie. 
and I don't think they're doing it for that, but that's what it's gonna do. Yeah, it's gonna upset her is gonna make her force her. It's gonna force her to um confront her feelings. She's probably gonna be in denial about it. But how long can I, someone be in denial? Okay, this is a soap. But years, literally know. years. But this yeah. is a soap, like, and this is today. We don't. Well, take... she she can act on those feelings and still be in denial about them. They can kiss again. They can sleep together. Like, Please. but she doesn't have to. I mean, remember, Will Will kissed how many different people and then slept with Gabby, and that's how we got Ari. That was Gabby's fault. How? Oh. <laughs> I love how he just pops out of nowhere. <laughs> like... How? She knew that man was gay. We had this discussion before. And he knew he was gay, and he was trying to prove to himself that he wasn't, and that was the whole reason why they slept together. And we got a child out of that. And the whole time he was thinking about some book. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, they need to do something because this is just, this is not working for them. Not that I care anyway but about tripping alley, but yeah. Well, I'm going to free farm this next one, y'all. Oh, so, so, so Sammy comes home and finds EJ and Cole laying in the bed, covered in sweat in the airfield with the dust. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can always tell what Michael loved the story. And when she sees that, them two helpers got the hook, the fight. And she thought that EJ was going to take her side, but he didn't and threw her out. So I'm going to say this. This goes back to my point that I said earlier. You feel bad for Sammy, and then eventually she does something to make you not feel bad. And this is where this comes in. Okay, was, it so, the mist, was it the Misty Circle line that did you in? No. Well, yeah, that's what did me in. But I was feeling sorry for Sammy over something that happened 29. Yeah, well, 28 years ago, when I rewatched the conference room table scenes, and y'all, y'all, as y'all <laughs> know, I was I was just hanging with the bros yesterday, so I'm gonna say this: how I would say this to my bros. When Sammy walked in, John was digging the fuck out of Marlena's guts. Sir, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not lying. That's the thing. He was dogging her out, okay? Both of them was in there sounding like two little gals. So... (laughs) 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 So, I felt bad for her because at first I thought she was doing too much. And then I rewatched those things. I was like, you know what, Sammy? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because that's enough to drive a pastor wild, what you saw. And then she walked into the bedroom and did all that with Nicole, and that's when instantly all my sympathy for Samantha Jean just went out the window. Because when she said that misty circle line, Nicole should have turned around and said, that wasn't my porn name. My porn name was Junie B. Jones, and the B stands for beating holes up and knocking bitches out their shoes. So <laughs> it, 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 
it just did not sit well for me. It was some good scenes, though. They really played a lot of history. They did. Even in, even in the lead-up to those scenes. To they, me, um, what Sammy said, I get why it upset a lot of people. But it's so in character for Sammy. So to in hit, character for Sammy. So in character for Sammy. To hit, like a low blow. Yeah. Like I, so, I, to do so what say the thing worst is, thing. Sammy is our Carly. I mean, she's she's flushing yeah. Marlena multiple times back in the day. So it's yeah, she so did. on brand for Sammy. Not, I, gonna, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. After seeing those things, I don't blame her. <laughs> but like y'all Sammy closed the door and he, y'all could still hear the moment <laughs> but still the point is it's on brand for Sammy so yeah, I didn't it's kind have of the like reaction when Victor goes at Chloe like it's distasteful but understandable yeah so I wasn't annoyed by it I saw that somewhere um, but oh my god their scene was the highlight or their no. scenes were the highlight of that episode. I just mm. had a thought, y'all. I just had a thought. Mm. What? I'm, I, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance to all the teenage boys whose moms are listening to this and are about to get asked, what does digging someone's guts mean? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think our audience knows not to listen to this podcast anywhere in the vicinity of children. Yeah. Well, well, even still, they don't know what I mean, so they're going to ask each other. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so sorry for I, them. I'm sorry. I think you the are context, not. I think the context is pretty clear, though. Like, I mean, if they can't figure it out based on the stuff you said after, then they're really just they not smart. There are some words I have no clue what you're saying, so I Google them. I actually did. Now I'm not gonna say ah, what. You Googled what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're gonna have to send a screenshot to the group chat because I need receipts on this. Help me, Holy Ghost. Should I say What did you Google? <laughs> screenshot of the group chat right now. Should I see it or see it? send a screenshot? Send the screenshot. Good lord. Okay. Or maybe just like um, yeah. the word. I think that was yeah. the word. But this is what I was com- confused about. I kind of got what he meant. But I was like, there's some other meaning to it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, y'all, because that—that's the word, right? No, no, no. no. Y'all just trying to look up pussy. <laughs> what, the, what does he mean? I know what he means, but like, I had to, I had to like look it up because there's some other meaning to it than just what I, what I know and think. Oh no. <laughs> so. Should I explain? No. No, you should not explain. Do not. Do not Google anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need you to go on and log out for me. (laughs) But it's. That's what I get for trying to bring you. I'm just saying you can Google stuff. If they have questions, they can Google. Okay, so (laughs) they have. Yeah. Google digging in them books. Don't Google that. Please don't Google that. Don't do not Google that. 
But Michael, uh, so hey, and Michael get some words I have to know about. Okay. Jesus Christ! But yeah, they were slapping the hell out of each other. Yeah, they were. Okay, how the hell do we even transition out of this? I didn't think EJ was gonna put Sammy out. That surprised me. I because. I, when he first thought that something happened to her and um, he found Gabby with the necklace, he seemed genuinely concerned about whatever happened. Yeah, but then I Sammy think, ruined it when yeah, she opened I, her mouth. Yeah, I think all that concern went out the window when she showed up and raised hell the way she did. But Yeah, but also like that last look on his face when he was hugging yeah, Nicole. It. Yeah. Like that it's was... very, he's not done with her. It's very evident. No, he wants to be. And the but way he not. reacted to the fact that Lucas is the one who saved her, yep. like, because he gave not a single fuck of anything that she went through. And then he said, call Lucas. And she's like, I did. And he's the one who saved me. And he's like, what? That beta male. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. He's he shit. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's really obvious there using each other like nicole and ej are using each other at this point because that is also i think ej's also caught feelings for nicole that doesn't mean his feelings for sammy are gone but he definitely has deeper feelings for her than she does for him nicole i mean yeah i think so too but that look at the end um with ej i was like yeah just like dylan said this is far from over with ej and sammy yeah, and, and it's kind of in his feelings right now. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'm thinking I'm I'm, I'm enjoying Nicole. <laughs> I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Nicole and EJ because Nicole was standing there when all this was happening, so she knew, like she's aware, she knows EJ is not over Sammy, and she so, chose to get in bed with him anyway. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's what makes sex so good. Real. <laughs> Well, I, I don't think that's ever been their problem, but like she's come, they're both going into this with their eyes wide open. They know exactly what this is. They yeah. know exactly where the other person stands. And it's refreshing because it's not something that they've done with their dynamic specifically yeah. ever before. And things You can tell he's like using her despite saying, but you also know he genuinely likes Nicole again. So I'm okay with it. I'm just waiting to see what happens next. And on that note, should we move on? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm sorry, y'all. You I, are I, not, but we don't. <laughs> no, I, I really am. I did not mean to have y'all pe- like see John as a ditch digger now, sir. So, <laughs> we can we even, not? We weren't. Can, we weren't talking about that. <laughs> we haven't. We 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 left that. We left that over on the playground, and you brought it back. Why, sir? It's called a guilty conscience. People can Google, like I said, I did. <laughs> no. Okay, we're we're no we're we're y'all, moving y'all on turn now. Your safe search on. Please don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say y'all Google that. Y'all, y'all gonna have a show. Don't Google it at work. Would you, Michael? Would you like me to take over this next segment? Since I'm pretty sure you said you fast forwarded through it. Where are we, by the way? We're heading in. We're heading into Chad and Abby. Huh? Okay. Yeah, hold on. When she was talking to her literal mumu. <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> that one, Tony. I guess yeah. I'll roll up 
Uh, before they were interrupted by Rafe, Chad was venting to Abby about how EJ is making things difficult at work. Chad says, despite that, Demera is solid and they don't have anything to worry about. They can basically I, play. Can I start ahead, off with some, something? Because I don't have much to say about this because at the end I was like, what the fuck is this? Please stop having couple recaps things because especially for an entire episode. I dragged Sin for it and I'm going to drag Chabby. Like, this. Yeah, but this makes sense. I get it. You I sit get Demira, unless you want to follow Chad and EJ to work. I'm I'm a Dude. show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more but of want to follow Chad. Okay, I get it. You want show, not tell. So yeah. Yeah. so you want to sit through Demira board meetings is what you're saying. No. no okay. Board meetings, but then they're going to come. <laughs> like, you're either going to have to sit through them actually showing you these scenes talking about it or they're going to be talking about his day at work and they were also doing it because this was juxtaposed against the jake and gabby stuff which we'll talk about in a second so this was to set up that yeah he thinks demara is solid but it's actually not as solid because he's like for me personally i would prefer seeing it instead of having them recap you absolutely would not because i mean you're complaining about i would not prefer to see the specific thing they were talking about but in general, if someone is going to talk in an entire episode, I would rather see it, but not this particular thing. Anyway, it was just dragging on forever. I get why it did. It just took me out. Like, I also, like, I know before anyone comes at me, I know they're in a good place right now. And I know they had a terrible year. You don't need an angsty story, but Chabby is another couple that needs a story of their own. That isn't angsty. That could just be like it literally just came no, out of the story. I'm just exactly. saying Wait, no, y'all, gotta, y'all, y'all gotta no. understand. Like these things are supposed to I'm just the saying are modern soaps don't rotate their leads. And so people have kind of forgotten. Like it's supposed to be like a wheel. Okay, you you support for a little while, then you get a lead story, then you go back down to support. I'm not saying a lead story gets though. A lead story. Like you are not supposed to constantly have a story. That's not how this is supposed to work. And that's never been how this worked. But can and they have a thing- story on like where they're at? I mean, some, for some characters, it does work like that, and it's not good. They get yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's not no one like you're not supposed to constantly be leading story. that's how you get carly carly corinthos with yep. 159 but I'm, I'm i'm not even talking about a huge leading story i'm talking but they don't about- know how not to do that with chabby that's the thing when chabby are in story they eat the show every time every single time there is no way they can tell yeah, a piece story no with Chabby. It's not just a chabby thing. I've noticed that it is something happening across the canvas. But in this but in um, this specific example we're talking about chabby and for chabby. But I would rather watch them in a quirky, funny mini story, sub story in the supporting land right now rather than talking for an entire episode. But that's where they're moving into cuz obviously Chad is going to be involved in whatever is about to go down with Demira, which was the whole point of this conversation. But it's literally setting up their next story. I, I don't like how they're. Oh, that's the thing. You don't like it, so and that's okay. No, you no, don't no, have no. To I was like going to go into how they're 
yeah, I like the place they're in. I love Chabi, but I don't do not like how they're not working through their own like issues that were in the background. But that's a thing. That's also unfortunately been a consistent thing with them. We were hoping we would actually get some time to explore that. Ron is choosing not to. to do that. Yeah, I, I, some of these choices with them make makes me go, huh? Listen, okay. consider considering where we were a year ago a literal year ago where i wanted to punch chad in the face until he bled because a year ago he was throwing stefan in her face and basically saying he wanted she wanted what happened with stefan that is exactly where we were a year ago that is true so i would much rather take whatever was on our screen this week than that i guess me personally i want something else but i get what you're saying but yeah that's all i had to say about chabby this week so go on yeah it, w- it was basically it was basically to set up what jake and gabby are about to do which i guess we can move into the jake and gabby of it all yeah we can michael are you with us or uh-huh. did you <laughs> are y'all ready yeah, yeah go ahead child i was over here rolling up and watching good times anyway <laughs> my bad y'all but where we <laughs> Jake and Gabby, sir. Well, I'm put Shabby at the end next time, and maybe we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> no, because I always like to end our, I like to do it so that whatever the storyline is that ends on the Friday of the week, that's the last thing that we discuss. And I did it this way because it leads directly into the Jake and Gabby stuff that we're about to talk about. Oh, there is okay. a method to my badness, even if you cannot see it. Well, I'll give you that. Jake and Gabby had decided they want to run tight and then pitch themselves to Victor, who promptly laughs in their face. He does, however, agree that they can discuss them running tight if they can get him on board of Tamara Enterprise. Okay, see, that was all of that was good to me until they added that part. Now, see, what I wanted. Victor to say is, okay, I have a job for both of you. Gabby, your job can be, well, you can just kiss my ass. But Jake, I hear that you were a hitman. I do need some muscle around you, something to actually make this interesting. But again, I don't like overall big business storylines. I like the smaller subsidiaries better. So Whenever they try to pull in Titan and the Mary Enterprises are automatically now see for me, this completely like I was I was not on board with Victor even considering them until Jake brought up putting him on the board at Demera Enterprises because yep. the Kyriakis Demera feud goes back years, like to Victor's first um time on the show like their 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 feud goes back years like let's not forget that victor at one point stole the pawn who was john from stefano so like their their history and so the fact that he's in he's entertaining this strictly because he wants to fuck with demara i can rock with that yeah and the but did y'all notice um that they walked out of there and Victor didn't make them any promises. 
They walked no. out of there with nothing but a handshake and the promise of a conversation. Yep. Exactly. That's why I feel like Victor's going to manage to get himself a seat on the Demer board and tell Jake and Gabby to kiss his ass. Oh, yes, he should. As <laughs> he should. He's challenging he the, he he the, the other Victor on CBS. <laughs> when, especially when he did the fish in the barrel thing at the end. Yep. yep, I'm and I'm okay with him telling that Victor because yep. this is because we've I've hated Jake and Gabby thinking they could run Titan, and I love the fact that Victor treated them like idiots because they were for thinking they could run Titan. I heard and thinking it, that Gabby Chic is such hot shit that it would actually be the thing that gets them in the door. Like what? I think Victor would let would rather let Titan burn to the fucking ground than hire Jake or Gabby to run that company. But if he Here's can use this to his I, advantage, I think I it's I can see him doing that. Yeah, like I I I I said it, Victor would burn Titan down and piss <laughs> on the ashes before he let Vivian Alamein and Stefano Demira's son run his company. Uh-huh. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, And it would be the most, like, I know that we get on here and we say a lot of things are are out of character or go against history, but that goes against like decades of storytelling and character motivation and character history and establishing who Victor is since he first hit the canvas. And I was literally terrified for a hot second that they were going to throw all that hot so, out the so, window. So was I. Because like, thinking, even if you take the Vivian Stefano part out of it, he's not hiring anyone that's not family. Ever. And Gabby may be family adjacent because she is the mother of Ariana, but that's not enough. Victor doesn't like Will. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, let's let's be really, really honest. Other than Kate... Yep. Yep. It is what it is. Victor Victor is a misogynistic old goat. He mm-hmm. is. I, it's just not going to there are so many levels to why this goes against everything he is as a character that like I, I personally I I honestly hope that he's running the con of all cons and shows him that the old man still got it hope he is because they should have never brought this to his door oh oh and like he lit he literally laughed at their face and it was hilarious so did i but i was like, right oh. <laughs> i thought we were gonna push through oh, <laughs> well he, michael michael's gonna want to take part in this next segment so why don't we move on well then Oh, yay! Okay. <laughs> I told you! Roman is living up to his promise to romance the hell out of Kate. He closes the pub and decorates it, and they have an adorable dinner date. Rex crashes the date, and we get some sweet Cayman family time. Rex tells his parents that he and Sarah never left town together. Y'all, what was Roman doing? What was he doing? I'm going to let you say it, because you're the one who says his best. Go ahead. Hey, he was talking that talk. Yes, he was. Oh, 
which goes back to my conversation. Bring romance back to soaps again. It doesn't take much. All he, all Roman did was go to the Dollar General and get some plain white candles, and he and some twinkle lights. Whole, <laughs> and he turned the whole Brady pub into this romantic scene. He then went to Sam's and got him some cut up lobster and put it in the chowder. He pulled out the champagne, the creme brulee. He, he, ball on, he ball on the budget. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't no real champagne. It was that champagne. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were so, like, it was so sweet and so adorable and so cute. Like, it's nice to like Kate again. Right? <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> and it's nice for them to give a damn about Roman again. They're using them so well right now. And um, it's nice to see because we when's the last time we saw something like this? For them, it's been a minute. And like I loved the scenes with Rex too. And like, yay for I once did a too. Char- <laughs> and yay for once a character did not go off to Africa. <laughs> Just Africa. Yeah. Dave yeah. <laughs> has a lot of white saviors. In the continent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because usually when they do the Doctors Without Borders shit, it's somewhere in Africa. But this has, I think he said like Myanmar or something. And usually some bullshit in the good parts of Africa, like South Africa. Wait, you said Myanmar? Yeah, that's what I, I have, thought I heard. I have PTSD from YNR about that. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> oh, weirdly, no. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Um, weirdly we enough on, i got triggered there too and i don't even watch the show but same um i, I like <laughs> did everyone know how terrible that was <laughs> <laughs> traveled outside the fandom that's embarrassing go on Ariad. i'm sorry <laughs> um i was gonna say i like cajun roman scenes in general i love cajun roman i didn't think the majority of their conversation made sense though but i don't know where, where exactly did it lose you i think the whole classic part got me like huh uh, it doesn't track with them uh, well michael you you yeah, watched- yeah yeah because that was 20 years ago they weren't classic age <laughs> no but I, it, it felt a bit, a bit off they could have had better dialogue for them but the scenes itself like him but, but having then a again Ariette, Ari, that was Roman talking his talk I get it but it does it does not are you, he was, are you saying he's full of shit sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did not it takes Michael, a good percentage of that to talk that talk <laughs> it did not work with their history in my opinion but you've seen more of their history more recently Michael than, I, than any of us have are you seeing the disconnect that Ariette's talking about or did it feel more like the classic Roman and Kate to you? It felt very classic Roman and Kate to me. And let me tell you why. Because in the beginning of Roman and Kate, that was always a big thing, the differences between their classes. Roman is a Miller Lite and Peanuts type of guy. And Kate is more Ace of Spades and Caviar. But somehow, some way, Roman always stoop stepped up to his her level when it came to the romance he always I mean he used to fur her down back in the days and that's why we was like we have a classic romance I took it as the lady and the tramp is what he was referring to 
the archetype is very, very, very classic. It's the tale of two cities when it comes to them. That's how I took it. Yeah, but it's one thing interpreting uh, scenes or dialogue in a way, but it's another when like it's supposed to refer to how it was. Does that make sense? I felt like it was a bit off, but in general. Well, I, mean, I mean, back in those days, we didn't know it then, but here we are 20 years later and we're celebrating that we got them again. So sure. honestly, they are a classic. They're a throwback that we want to come back and they're timeless. I think that's the point that Roman was trying to make. Yeah, I get it. I get what what he was trying to convey it to me. It didn't it just click. didn't hit you, right? Yeah, yeah it because like in the di dialogue felt off, but in general. Well, so what you're saying is had they done the dialogue better and they said that you would have got it, but yes. But okay. like like I'm trying to say, uh, in general, the scenes were fine, like him fixing the Brady pub up and with all the lights and everything and the romantic dinner that was cute like I loved it it's just a dialogue that was like huh okay I guess but in a general sense they were fine I wish we would have got more than two days of them but you know it is what it is yeah. it seems like they have been spending a lot more time together on what Dylan likes to call the outside show because yeah the, her, her scenes with Lucas like you could really like she knew he was bowling she knew his whole schedule like she knew ju that just like every man his age they like to watch westerns and <laughs> which is true because my grandfather's a very big western fan like my grandfather traumatized me with bonanza enough <laughs> <laughs> well, hold, 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 hold on hold on don't you talk about bonanza there ain't nothing wrong with it it's just it, it look back no, when the thing I... is one time i found him like sleep but with his eyes open watching it it was scared, scared the fuck out of me <laughs> <laughs> look that when like when i first graduated undergrad and wasn't working that was in my show rotation every morning i will watch murder she wrote matlock diagnosis murder and bonanza god and then i turn on the days <laughs> So don't don't don't, mm -mm, don't do anyway. Let's <laughs> move on to the next story. Kate also catches up with Paulina and then another excellent use of history bond over their abusive exes. Now, somebody on this podcast brought this up. Who was it? Oh yes, it was me. It was both of us actually. But it was me. And <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> um I love those scenes because again I brought it up when Kate was trying to you know villainize Paulina which she should have I, I wanted this to be a common thread and now that it has happened I'm very happy I would like to see a good friendship between Paulina and Kate what I didn't like about it is it's a flip side of the coin I can see that they are trying to push Paulina and Kate together because I think in the near future, it is going to be, shut up, Tony, the end of Kate and Marlena's friendship. Thank so God. They're trying to build a bridge, build a bridge. <laughs> I will when you will, sir. 
again, I'm not a carpenter. This okay, ain't then. okay, then. I ain't building a bridge either. You build this show, you better build a bridge. <laughs> what it, I, I thought Go they ahead, like Cade and Paulina, like I hope they build a friendship with them because they have something they can relate to each other with and also who they are as characters. It just clicks really well. And I and I wish we got more of their conversation. Yes, their yeah. conversation but was it way was, too short. I really enjoyed them. That was the highlight of, I think it was Wednesday's episode. Yeah, it was. Because we got three days of Kate. It was Kate and Roman on Monday, Kate, Roman, and Rex on Tuesday, and then Kate and Paulina on Wednesday. Yeah, it was really good. And we got Kate and Lucas and I, I just like what's like I love when other characters good. talk about my favorite character, so I like hearing what Kate had to say about Lonnie. It's just something fun when you hear like the characters talk about the ones you really like, and it's in a positive positive way. That was interesting. I know I love it too. I just, so yeah, those scenes were great. Yeah, I enjoyed the scenes too. I just wish they were longer. Same. They deserve to be way longer. And they aired in the same episode as Rafe and Nicole. Like Rafe and Nicole should have been either cut out entirely or downsized by at least half to I, give us more Kate Pauline time. We lay our folks <laughs> off time. I also, I don't know, I picked up on something during that conversation, but I something felt like an anvil to me. I don't remember what it was. Anyone who remembers their dialogue right after Yeah, there, that? there was a moment. Did you think that maybe it might be an anvil to the uh, possibility that Ray would be coming back yeah. or coming to, to town? Because that's... I think Paulina said something that made me go, huh, okay, that's an anvil. Do you remember what she said? Don't, but I remember getting the same feeling. And I also, like... Kate had to deal a lot with Curtis when he first came, like when he came to town, like she had to pay him money in order to keep him quiet because she didn't, she didn't want to tell Victor. I forgot all about that. Mm -hmm, Because she didn't want to tell Victor. Victor already knew, but she didn't know that Victor knew because Victor did a deep dive. And like that was Deborah she, Dare, right? That yeah, was Deborah Dare. Dare, yeah. That was Deborah because she actually thought that she killed Curtis because she met him the night that he died to get, to pay him off. Like what? We don't know where. Um, I was about to say Curtis. Uh, we don't know where Ray is right now, do we? No. 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 We nothing. We don't we, even know his last name, so we don't. Yeah. So we have no clue where he. I is. know where he is. Oh God, <laughs> Michael! There you go. He's on um, blackish. Not Lawrence. What? Fishburne. You are Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Jesus. Um, the fact that you knew who it was, though, as soon as you said the show, though. Yeah, because it's only one person that age range on that show <laughs> that could possibly play him. But, but I, mean, I can see. I can see. Five dollar fine. I, I, I can see it, and then we can have Paulina come in. You know, I feel like they dropped every now and then. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I don't, haven't you guys gotten this, these anvils? Like, for instance, um, a few weeks ago when, when Paulina had the conversation with um, John and when John told, I think it was John, 
who told her how Lexi was when she found out, or was yeah. it Abe? Yeah. What, it was, what, no, John it, told John told um Paulina, and pa I think Paulina brought it up to Abe about Lexi. Yes. Yeah. And I, even I got the information the there that Lonnie's they're giving some type of on anvil about how Lonnie's gonna change possibly, and then there was another moment somewhere where I got an. Uh, some type of anvil again and this conversation with Kate and Paulina specifically what I think Paulina said gave me that impression again so they're building a lot of anvil with I hopefully think it's building to something but it surely feels like it and it's going to be interesting if and when Ray shows up like that'll be the, a really good time for Kate and Paulina's friendship to really blossom because Kate can really be there in a supportive manner for her because she's the only other person who would know what that feels like. She is. And Kate kind of was a, what I really liked about those scenes too is Kate kind of in a way showed Paulina what Lonnie's life could have been like. Yeah. So it kind of reaffirmed for her that while the Abe lie was not the best choice, the choice to give up Lonnie was the right choice because had she not done that, she could have turned out exactly like Kate did. And meaning that she didn't get to see her child for years. Yeah. And, who, and we all know what Curtis did to his kids. So mm -hmm. who knows what Ray would have been doing to Lonnie on his own. Yeah. You better get your ass on that stage. You know what? What's the next story? We're he we're heading into we're heading into like Damn. the last. Did, did, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he's referencing, so I'm just trying to move us along. Yeah, they should have did this before Lonnie and Eli's wedding. So they can have Paulina. Yeah, I can. Sir. Sir. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> we're getting back on track now. Anyway. And you are going to move us into the next story. Where are we anyway? Oh, yeah. Chloe finds Brady at the river passed out and covered in blood. She calls 911 and gets him to the hospital. Brady isn't hurt except for being knocked out. And the blood isn't his. After running some tests, the worst doctor of all time... <laughs> <laughs> the blood was all positive which matches Philip's blood type Chloe panics and tries to call Philip but Brady has Philip's phone the blood work shows that Brady was also drunker than a skunk listen these scenes made me miss drunk Brady I forgot how entertaining Eric Martoff was when he was drunk <laughs> Eric Martoff does play a good drunk but I will but say <laughs> I I will say like there is a lot of evidence piling up against Brady very very quickly which yeah. I'm telling you Philip I love Philip I say this is a Philip fan this is some Phillip, crazy shit <laughs> Philip is not hmm, I'm gonna say oh, Philip is not smart enough to pull this off on his own I mean he, he, he his plans never go, <laughs> his plans never go this well we saw that when he tried to blackmail Jake and Gabby and again when he was trying to get himself out of the mess, he got into paying off with, his gambling debts with, with Ava. Ava yeah. His plans always end in clusterfuck. Yet this one, which had very little 
very little actual time to come together. It was basically flying by the seat of its pants on steroids. Magically has no roadblocks in his way. It's weird. Yeah. But I, it, it's weird because as smooth as everything's going, it also feels very chaotic. Yeah. And so, so it random feels and out like of field. it feels like once it starts to fall apart, it's going to fall apart rapidly and spectacularly. Yeah. And Belle is going to be the one to figure out that Brady's yeah, being framed. Yeah. I think so too. No, yeah. there's a literal spoiler that says that. I think it's in the early edition for like the week of the 20th. So that I think is what probably, because I still say the devil is pulling some long distance strings here. Which, if Bell unravels this that frame Philip up, hold Phil, I'm so, Philip is not smart enough to hold this L. Like you're right, I, this, I, 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 I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that well, he's limping around without a leg. Okay, Peter, <laughs> listen, Arya. Trust me when I tell you that that's very my uncle. May he may he rest in peace. He had a prosthetic leg. He never liked to wear it. He always only walked around with one leg. It's yeah, very easy to that's my dad he doesn't wear it. my dad, dad doesn't use his prosthetic. unless it's like a formal thing, unless he's going to like a, a wedding a funeral but where well, my that? uncle didn't even wear his leg but he, prob- 16. he probably has more than one that too but, we don't know but since nobody else will let him hold it i will philip you going to jail but he's i don't think he is that's the thing yeah Um, like i don't think he is either but like right now it looks like philip done pulled a carly corinthos on brady because he doused him in booze and i I have had a grudge against carly ever since she left aj in that alley and i am i'ma keep that same energy kind of bitch so as much as i like philip this is a hard line for me. This yeah. is this this is a point of no return. It's he fucked with his sobriety. Yeah, that's yeah. that's low. That's, that's, that's what's which, low for me. The framing I, I could get over. Yeah. But when you put somebody's health at risk, what yeah, if, I, it's like, like I feel the same. But even when the characters that I love, even when the characters that I love, like a lot of alcoholics take medications. That's where if you have a drink. It could literally kill you. But here's the thing, though. I don't know if if Philip actually knows about it. More, I think it's more so Marvel because Marlena <laughs> knows this, about it. Well, that right, yeah, right now that's our assumption. But the information we have is Philip did this. I, I, given given the narrative that we have right now, as it stands, Philip did this, and this is part of the reason why I don't really think it's fully him because I don't think he would ever. I would hope he would never cross that line. But if he, in fact, did, that's huge. But if this, in fact, is Mardevil, the things that Marlena is going to have to cope with when she comes out of this, like the mountain of things that she's going to have to process are literally growing by the episode. She will have theoretically ordered some, ordered Philip to break her stepson's sobriety. On top of the Charlie thing with Allie, on top of imploding Abe's marriage, on t- or almost marriage, on top of holding her hmm. husband hostage, like yep. the devil is literally going is trying to drive Marlena insane. And I I really do hope that because I would love to see Deidre play this stuff out, especially this because Brady is 
we love Isabella, but Brady is Marlena's son. Like, ain't mm-hmm. nothing around that. Um, I did enjoy. We, we you just we're not gonna go into the bathroom <laughs> discussion now. Wait, I, I do you just see Isabella? <laughs> Be, Thank you, you know, the point. <laughs> um, I. Well, I actually did go back and watch her um, death scenes and Brady's oh, death scenes. Death death my... I watched her, her giving birth and then I watched her death. I forgot what um, playlist. Oh, was. you spark noted, Isabella. <laughs> yeah, but that was years ago. That was even before the podcast. Um, oh, okay. I think that was probably when Vivian did that weird shit where she put her in a pet cemetery. It was. <laughs> yeah, because that was at one point when she came back as a ghost. See, that rubs me the wrong way. That's like when somebody comes to a funeral and you know they didn't like them like that and do all that crying and hollering. That's what I didn't. I didn't dislike her. Like I just, I didn't know her. The point you is, you don't even know her like that. I did <laughs> like the Chloe Brady scenes. I'm over this story. But I yes, did, I yes. did, I Preach did like, <laughs> I did like the scenes. It reminded me of that. I do actually ship them. I well, just want a we'll story. talk, we'll talk about their actual scenes um, in a couple seconds. Cause like their scenes were amazing, but there were, there were so much that happened in this week because this was the heavy story for the week that I just kind of broke it down segment by segment. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on, shall we? Once the brother comes to Chloe, tell him what happened. He, uh, you skipped he, one, sir. Did Come I? Up one. Yes, you did. With Philip missing and Brady unconscious, Chloe's oh. head is spinning. She goes through what she knows with Sean, who tells her they found a knife at the scene. She gives him Philip's phone, and they find threatening texts from Brady. It's a knife. <laughs> Which again, we saw Philip. We saw Philip holding that knife because we saw we saw him. We saw how the, his blood got on that knife. That was the last thing we saw before he disappeared. I did not see the threatening texts coming. You know what? Yeah. This might be a reach, but I feel like those texts are what's going to get him caught. And I'll tell you why. Y'all remember back a few months ago when he was in his office sending that crazy ass email to Brady? Yeah. But yeah, the email and that Bell didn't go through because of the keylogger. Yeah. And Bell walked in. Mm-hmm. And she she read the email and she was like, "Are you insane? You can't send this." What, tell me that wrong? some of the text. Tell me that some of the text in the email had the same had the same wording. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, if you've ever clocked and as someone- a lawyer, <laughs> and as a lawyer, that Bell could be how she figures it out. Justin might not, but Bell will pick up phone. <laughs> And like Bella is now Brady's lawyer, she would get access to all of this. And like, if you've ever clocked anyone's like social media burner account, you know that even when someone's trying to, people have a really difficult time changing up their writing style. And so she may recognize some of the verbiage, some of the word phrases, like she may clock it because she saw Philip getting ready to basically hand Brady a harassment case on a platter. Going to jail. You're going to jail. (laughs) I like seeing Brady, I like seeing Sean and Belle be smart. It was entertaining to watch. Yeah, and I loved, like, even, I I loved the way that Nadia played those scenes, particularly with Sean, because you could see how worried she is about Brady, how worried she is about Philip, and this is the first time 
where like you could literally see her torn in two directions and you felt something yeah like the this entire story we're supposed to believe that she's torn between brady and philip it didn't come off like she was torn between them at all it always felt like she was running from brady to philip but this this time you could actually feel the emotion and feel how torn she was and bravo nadia because she did an amazing job well speaking of chloe once brady comes to chloe tells him what happened and he swears he's innocent he swears he didn't drink or hurt philip he wants to know that she believes him but she can't say that okay i'm going to say this but good lord chloe knows she can cry oh yeah. my gosh she, <laughs> she cried for an entire episode it got to a one point i was thinking, two episodes it got to a point it was like god i wish it was socially acceptable to slap the hysterical again because she Leave cried. her alone <laughs> she, she cried so much i thank god she was in the hospital i thought she was gonna dehydrate herself she cried so much i will I say person could cry that much eric marstoff played these scenes so well there was a moment like as she's telling him everything and you could see like every with every piece of evidence that she's telling him exists it's hitting him like a freight train and the full picture is coming into his brain and there's a moment where he's like please tell me you believe that I didn't do this. And you could see the tears in his eyes and he's crying and she's crying. I was a mess. Yeah, because she, she wanted so mess. badly to say, I believe you, but she didn't say anything. And you could see it all in her face and you could see it in his face when he realized she doesn't. Believe because he even said it. He said, I don't care if the entire town believes that I made Philip disappear. The only opinion that matters to me is yours. And when he said that, that rocked me to my core. Well, what I really enjoyed was the history that yeah. lesson that they gave about Brady and Chloe. Mind you, this isn't even the Brady that married Chloe. And, or, and, and mind you, this is completely off screen history because exactly. all of his addiction stuff we didn't see because they literally got married, went off on their honeymoon, and we did not see Brady for three years. And the fact that both of those actors still caught that emotion and that energy of that time that one actor wasn't even there for and wasn't even on screen was just amazing to me if we did performers of the week i would give it to them yeah 100 percent. yeah i liked hearing about their history and their interactions when they were married because i don't think i've ever heard it and i've heard they other people talk about it but they, they i've never heard them it. talk about it in January and they had a scene in January right before Philip right before Brady was shot it was right around the time might have been end of December of 20 when Philip when Brady found out that Philip was staying in her room at the inn and they had that whole conversation about their marriage that was the last time it's really been brought up we've been dealing with this for a year mm -hmm. <laughs> Christ on a cracker <laughs> But those scenes were really good. And it was like hearing Chloe say, she, like, she was like, I remember you when you were out of control. I remember you when you were loaded. And it's, you were capable of anything. She, he was like, um, I never laid a hand on you. And you know that. And she said, yeah, but at times I was afraid that you would. And that let me know the gravity of the situation when they were together and their marriage was falling apart. Because I Yeah, never Brady is an angry job. Yeah, yeah. Is. And we saw it too, because, um, 
I got I got into a conversation with one of our listeners on the timeline like they were saying that they didn't believe that anybody would believe that Brady would do this because he's never hurt Philip before I said yeah but when Brady gets drunk he does tend out of control he's out of control he's beaten EJ he's beaten Daniel he's beaten Eric we've seen him be violent EJ did too at the time. Not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I remember when he beat EJ, and, and, and I'm a I'm gonna be completely honest. Eric didn't deserve it, but he beat the tar out of Eric. He did. Oh my. So like Brady does have a history when he gets drunk or high, depending. Um, oh yeah, I he, forgot he liked the grits. <laughs> that he does tend to get violent so he doesn't necessarily have to be violent with philip in order for people to believe that he could be now what was out of line about gr- y'all be painting me out like i just say any and every damn thing on here. you do <laughs> the grits he is on the grits what's wrong with that what was on the grits talking about his alcoholism <laughs> Tony brought it up I did no I did but it, where were we oh yeah Brady yeah when he get the grits in him he... sir you <laughs> see <laughs> next segment <laughs> as y'all can tell we're kind of over this day we, did, we recorded two episodes today y'all <laughs> um, Sean has to tell Belle everything and she's floored she tells Sean the hospital has Philip's DNA so they can test the blood on the knife, which I really don't trust because it's many DNA tests that have been flubbed <laughs> in that hospital. First off, if we're being completely honest, Salem University Hospital should have been shut down, but that's another topic for another day. The tests come back and it is Philip. With all this mounting evidence, Trash is itching to arrest Brady. And Belle agrees to be his lawyer. I loved these Sean and Belle scenes and the way they were discussing everything back and forth. Was anybody else getting Belle vibes with this? Because this was giving giving me very, very Bow and Hope. No, but I did, when Belle was talking and everything, I felt an immense connection to Martha Madison as Belle because that whole whole interaction that was John and Marlena's daughter that was Belle and I especially when she called um Trask a bitch yes Sean <laughs> Douglas was talking about like oh remember when Claire called those mean girls bitches at school and you said a woman should never tell and call another a woman bad to feminist sue me <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like that is so Marlena because Marlena, Marlena never talked out the way about another woman I wonder if your connection to Belle has anything to do with that you just watched her conception like two days before watching this episode? Um, well, maybe. I don't know. I, well, see, I've always said, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. You know we that, are. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Martha Madison is the only Belle that I've ever connected to. She's the only one who's just been Belle to me. So, some people prefer Martha over Kristen and some people she, still she's your bell. She was Belle when you were watching. Yeah. So that I mean that makes sense. It does. Uh, I get to I mean, me, yeah. To me, Martha is Belle. 
and has been, I mean, she has been for a long time. I prefer her bell because her bell was a bit messier. And a little smoother. <laughs> so I prefer her, the way she wrote her when they kind of aged all of them back in the day. So oh, yeah, I, I, see, think I, I know get what it. Happened. I, I know what happened. But the first time I tried to get into Kristen Storm's bell was when it was Tristan after that damn Ruby. You hated the Puerto Rico story? He did. Don't you remember? Yeah, oh. He said this before. <laughs> I And it wounded me just as badly then, too. But, I mean... Well, let me tell Michael, you how bad I hated it. Could it be the way well, she died? Could it be the way I she, thought they... Well, oh. I thought they died in that plane crash. <laughs> I cheered. Sir, don't make me... Could it be, though, that they were writing... She wasn't... I wouldn't say Belle was immature per se. She wasn't. She was. Oh, Kirsten Storm's Belle was absolutely immature. But Uh, she was mature for her. I mean, she was mature for her age eventually, but her first six months to a year, I would say up until the point when the Paris plane crash, she was immature as fuck. And I say this as a Kirsten Storm's. I'm kind of, for me, the way they wrote Belle, it was, I don't know, it was way too cutesy and like she didn't have any flaws or anything like that. It was too, it kind of annoyed me a a bit. I did really like Kristen's Belle. I did. But it, it was almost as if she could not have any flaws or anything compared to like her peers. So that's something that took me out. And when they aged Belle and recast her and Martha came into the picture, they actually made Belle messy. And I was like, finally, something more than just being this cute little... Know-it-all. Yeah. So I liked it. So I can see... (laughs) I get where Michael is coming from. Back to the scenes itself. I really don't. I really don't care about Rowie, so I was quiet about it. Um, I have things to say later, but I do really Jesus. like Sean and Belle being on the opposite sides. It is so good. Like, okay, they're not in their own story, but as far as these scenes goes, it works. Sean's face when she said that, um, that Melinda, she was going to be oh lawyer. Melinda, Melinda is my girl. I love this character. I love. I hate that they keep setting. I I hate that they keep he keep setting her up to take L after L though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I'm gonna say this. Don't shoot me. Oh no. Oh no. Controversial. But I really want them to fire Melinda as the DA. At this point, they kind of have to because she's taken so many L's in such a short amount of time. Her own practice where she's helping. Immigrant try to become citizens. That way, we still have her being a ballsy attorney. We could also get some more people of color onto the show. And not only that, we can actually make Melinda a full-fledged character. But with her as a DA trolling in, trying to lock our heroes up, knowing that our heroes aren't going to go to jail for it, or eventually, or go to jail and eventually come out three months later, is wasting the character. It is. Yeah, is is wasting her, and, and here's the thing: we as viewers, we like ballsy Asian ladies. We do. 
Look at Brad Auntie on GH. I can't even remember her name. And Selena. I Selena, I think. Selena. That was like the first time they ever said her name. It, no, I think, <laughs> I think it was originally Nina and they changed it to Selena. <laughs> that was like the first time they actually said her name because I was calling her Asian mob lady for months. Yeah, so, they, they were only calling her Miss Wu. Yeah. And she kind of sexy, by the way, but we, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, use Melinda Trash. Y'all killed her daughter for no reason. You might as well. None. At all. No reason. They, they love killing folks for no reason that days. But <laughs> they really do. We had like three deaths in the past three months of throwaway characters. But it's anyway, like Game of Thrones over there, they're just killing bitches. Like days for the past year has really been the last episode of the half and a half nights. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we're we're going into the weeds now. Let's move on to um, our next and segment. one thing uh, with Sean that kind of like if we go back to the scenes this year, he was so I get the reasons why I completely get it. But the way he is now about like Philip being missing, it kind of annoys me how they were on really bad terms earlier this year. But I get it. It's just now it's kind of a flip. But it's a missing persons case. So, but that's also been their dynamic too. Brady and Philip have a similar thing too because, and. Yeah, I, I get it. I know I have watched the show, but I kind of wish they didn't go back and forth with it. But anyway, it works for the scenes. I really love how Belle and Sean are kind of at the opposite sides right now. And I love the fact that Belle was able to show that she was concerned about Philip and, and Sean didn't go to that jealous place. Yeah. He could have. And previous writing regimes would have taken him there. And they didn't. True. And I was very happy about that. True. Speaking of Sean, he has to tell Victor that Philip is missing and Brady may be responsible. He has spent the evening prior to Sean's arrival criticizing Philip to Maddie. I don't blame him. Listen, one thing that made me laugh is Victor, who has a mob, who has a history with mob, is judging Philip for working with Ava. Well, that's because Victor that, always knows what he's doing. I know. I know. I know. But hold on, the thing is, on, though, he because... looks like a hypocrite. No, he doesn't. Because that wasn't what it was Victor's, about. That wasn't Victor's what it was smart. about, though. Philip's dumb. That's his issue. I get That I get. That I get. But Victor... Victor has no place to judge people. Oh, okay, okay. He's okay. not judging him because he's working yeah. with the mob. Oh, on, he's yeah. criticizing him because he's working yeah. with the mob. I'm about and to mute the hell out of everybody. <laughs> no, but anyway, that I was just okay. gonna I was just no, gonna no, say that and mute myself. I'm not... okay. Mute yourself so I can finally get this damn thing out. Anyways, it's different, mainly because that's parents in one-on-one. You don't want your children doing the same mistakes that yep. you did. And then two, Victor is disappointed because in that Ava situation, you literally did not have to get in the bed with Ava at all. But actually, it doesn't really you, matter what uh, Philip does. Yes, it does. No, 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 yes, no. Yes, does. hear me out. Yes, Whatever Philip yes, does, does, even yes, if it does. And Michael, let me say hear me out. No, he could have asked his father for money. You're but the thing bullshit. is, though, whatever Philip does, this has always been the dynamic whether it's something that is 
up to Victor's standards, he's always been really hard on Philip, regardless of what it is. And that's what I'm better from Philip. Philip has shown every time. Every but time even, I speak even, up for you, every time I speak up for you, you go behind me and do something stupid that you had no business doing. But even on the time and he also does you, up, he's he making the same Brady. mistake twice. Victor already got him out of the mess with Ava once, and then he went right back into bed with Ava to save Titan a second time and ended up almost ruining Titan for them. And, so he and, ended and up. Here's the thing. He doesn't and just when, do it with But Philip. anyway, he I. He berated yeah. Brady for a good 10 years. Yep. He always was dragging Brady. I don't and think he's been as harsh with Brady. As no, he's oh, been harsh. Don't get on here and lie. Don't get on here and no, lie. No, he's been, he's been thrown Brady called. out. He's thrown Philip out. It, it's it, it's listen, different, though, because he's. How? He literally called Brady okay. a stinking rock. If we're going to talk about this, Philip has lived with Victor. He Sure, Brady it, has too. But I'm saying, like, he's he Victor raised Philip. There of the issue. How do you think Brady went to Listen, Brady was raised in a really good, loving family. Philip's family home has always been dysfunctional. So, and I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm call just a saying, thing a thing. If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna call it out, the, the child that Victor was harshest on was Bo, because that's the only child he's ever tried to murder. Exactly. I disagree. I'm just saying it's very different between how uh, Victor is with Philip and how he is with Brady. He has been harsh on Brady, but Philip. Okay, so okay, where's the difference? The because... difference is he raised Philip in his image with every conceivable advantage and benefit that he could, exactly. that he could possibly the thing is the, have the, thought of. So per- for Victor, every single time Philip fucks up, he's like, there's no reason for this. Yeah. Because but- with even with the Ava thing, yeah, I would have dialed you out, but you know good and well, I would have gave you that money. I'm just going to say this before I tried to steal from me. Before I mute myself, but the man Philip is today is because this is the man Victor raised him to be. I can and, but they're not playing it. And Kate they're has not, made Philip a bitch. They're not playing it up on, they're not playing this part up at all. I do think the Philip side is actually, I am going against myself on this. I'm actually enjoying Philip's side, but we're not getting. We're not getting that point of view for him, unfortunately. But the man Philip is today is because of who Victor and Kate raised him to be. And that only let okay, I'm gonna be honest. Like, no, as a, again, as a parent, Philip is forty. Philip is yeah, 40. thank you. I yeah, was just about to say you only get to play that card for so long. You turn This man is two shake, two good shakes away that's from retirement point, and has though. children of his own now. But that's not you, my point. You though. cannot. Go, What's the point? My point is in a circle and work it out. They're not like, playing. They're not playing. Like you, you only get to blame everything on mommy and daddy for so long. But my point is though is that I'm not talking about how he is in general, like his entire life, all of that. I'm talking when it, about when it comes to the business side and how he handles things. Um, 
but they're not playing it up because they don't really care that much about Philip in this uh, story. Okay, but see, and this that's... is where you confuse me, mainly because it would be different if Philip was doing these things if these situations were falling into his lap. I don't even think Victor would fail him on that. It's the simple fact of Philip puts himself constantly in situations that didn't need to be because of his but actions. This and that's where Victor. Yeah. No, it wasn't but how, Philip, Michael. No, it didn't. However, he had did Gabby not and have Jake go, not gone after him, he would not be in this place. He did not have to get But they're not the even playing that, that up. Is, they don't but care that about that. The point is Philip. going over your head. The point is going over your head there. It I think is not, I see where you're going not, with this. So I, I get it. But it my is the simple fact of if that lady tried to kill you and force you to steal from me, why would you get back into bed with her and think that everything was going to be cool after that? I don't know what he's thinking there, but because his, his, his gambling got him comes, in bed with. I think this times calls for dis desperate measures here with Philip because Jay, Jake and Gabby came sideways at him for no reason. Oh, okay. And uh, Ava, and, Ava, and I get that. No, but Ava that, lives. But listen, time. Ava lives with Gabby. She knows her weak spots, so I get why he went to her for that reason. But my okay, issue but here is I'm not even getting repercussions of that. No, but my point is that is, that I, does I, make him look like a fool, though, because it does. Ava, but I'm not excusing that. What I'm saying, though, is that they're not giving him that point of view to show what has led up to this moment. So this his stupidity led up to this moment. I think what Ariat is saying yeah. is that they're not playing into the fact that he's that they're in not Victor's built, eye. They haven't built up to the fact. They have played him as an obstacle. They have not played him as a character in this I, story. I think you want him to get more point of view and to yes, like I'm trying to get to say him that over and over again. They, there's to so get much, him there's so much like, if I can explain him, for a second though. There's so ahead. much uh they can focus on here his dysfunctional relationship with his mom and dad. The way that Gabby and Jake came at him. How his relationship with Chloe is falling apart. Uh, apart. How his friendship with Gabby ended for no reason. There's so much there to play to show how Phillips keeps reacting stupidly. They could dig deeper, but they're not that type of writers. Ron is not the type of writer. You guys have said it so many times and I see it, but there's so much that had led up to this. And of course, Phillips' own stupid decisions have led him to this point but they're not bothering to show it because I don't think they really care. Ron only cares about the few things he wants Philip to be. With that said, as annoying as all of this is, I do think the Philip side of the story is interesting. I'm intrigued to see what's going on. I really don't give a fuck about rating Chloe at this point. Brady can die. I cannot stand him anymore, but I'll get into that on the good, bad, and ugly. And that it was that is what I was trying to say, but I was trying to find well, right words. Not, I'm done. Well, he's not gonna job, but Philip's gonna he's going to jail. He's going I to don't jail. actually think he's going to jail. If he doesn't go to jail, I'm quitting this fucking show. Everybody gets off on this damn show. 
It's a soap opera, sir. This is Kristen not Orange. Listen, this is not Orange is the New Salem. Nobody actually goes to jail anymore, and I'm sick of that. You want to see them in jail? I feel I like Erica Kane can go to prison. Everybody can. <laughs> Anybody. <go>. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, Thank speaking you. as somebody who hated the Erica Kane prison story, I would really rather not see it. Okay, but that's not the point. The point is every everyone's justification has always been, oh, it's a soap. We can't send characters to prison. They can't do that. If Erica Kane can do prison jail. time, if Victor Newman can do prison time. Hello. <laughs> if Sonny Carrancos, he, he didn't stay, weeks, but he went. But it was- Hey, if Sonny Corinthos can if do Bill Bell, all of y'all can go too. Jason if, Morgan. If really Bill Bell was still writing, folks would be in and out of jail on the Young and the Rest. Because look, Bill Bell, you sent everybody to jail. You did something wrong. You did the crime. You did the time. Bill Bell used to put you in jail. Michael Baldwin just, went to prison. For years. Phyllis Summers went to prison. I mean, like, uh, let's be, characters can go to prison. They can go. You're gonna have to get creative with the, with the storytelling. They don't have to stay. Like nobody's saying that they need to be there for years and years and years and years and years. But you can't constantly keep having characters do terrible, terrible, terrible shit and stay on it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then have you noticed now they're pulling more and more asinine reasons as to why those people aren't going to jail out of their asses to try to make it work because there's no way in the world possible that Gwen Bounce Chet is a free woman. There's no way. Even the story she told would have landed her in somebody's jail. Just stop doing that. Send folks to jail. Philip needs to go to jail. I'm sorry. That's been a soapbox of mine for years. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's finally, if he doesn't go to jail, y'all might just have to find new hosts because that really pisses me off. Anyways, where were we? Well, Sammy bound and determined to go back to EJ. Lucas is not taking it well, and he vents to his mother until Victor calls her over to the house. As Kate leaves, Sammy comes in looking for a shoulder to cry on, and Lucas is there. I, I did love her ass to kick rocks. <laughs> really? Honestly. Tied truly. <laughs> talk he's about not, it. Preach on he's it. not going to do it because he loves her, but. I know, but look. Damn it. He Where came all the way to, to West Motherfuck to find her. And she gonna <laughs> go back to fuck. go back to EJ and then EJ put out and did she want to show the cry on kiss my ass. I'm tired of her. I, I Even though a, I do like them, I'm tired of her. <laughs> about men begging women. Mm. I don't like to see men. anybody begging anybody, especially somebody that don't really want them. And see, it, yeah, that too, but it really bothers me when a man does. Because I remember mm. while it, 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 more while women do it. it makes me uncomfortable when women do it. <laughs> see, you got to see, I like that because you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But a man begging see, a woman I, I, mm, and no. this economy. See, that's the problem though. Like when they have women do it, they often take it to a very degrading place. Yep, it's very, and very bad. Yeah. I feel like the audience, I know that, you know, they used to call soaps the women's genre or whatever. And I feel like, yes, we are a much bigger, much more inclusive audience than we used to be, but it is still the bedrock of this audience is still primarily women. Women do not like to see other women degraded. Mm -hmm. And I don't know 
okay, why that's such a thing that that people have difficulty having having a, a I don't know why writers cannot zero in on that and understand that, but like all of this putting women on their knees, having women chase after men who are consistently rejecting them in the cruelest of ways. And like also shitty in stuff, general. It, like, uh, we don't like that. That's not oh, okay. That's, I, we don't like that. See, there's a fine line with me on that one because. To me, a scene like that can go one or two ways with me. On one hand, I'm like, oh yes, earn him, earn him. And then the other, I'd be like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a difference between earning him and like, baby, he don't want you. So what are you doing? Love yourself. Like, like Sam, like Sammy. In Austin, yeah, I was gonna no, bring that, that up. That was no, I did not like that <laughs> at all. I know, I know she he really wasn't damn. begging. Yeah, I know she really wasn't begging, and I just saw this scene like uh, the first time a few weeks, like few days ago. But Reva, when she was in that fountain, that is the kind of begging and emotional mess that I like to see. When I say earn him. Well, that's what I wanted for, uh, what's the name? Uh, Devonna Hillary on YNR. We never got it. Because Devonna was always chasing her. Like, look at how old that scene was. Like yeah. the whole, you know, I I baptized myself the slut of Springfield. That it's you look iconic, at me like I like it. But it was written at a time where soaps let their female characters be the focal points and the leads and somewhere along the line someone made a decision that instead of focusing on the women and instead we have to focus on on the man female audiences consider you know wish fulfillment and fantasy fulfillment we have to do what caters to male fantasy and ever since then things have not all over my heart we've gone from who runs have not been great it's it's a man's world you you step it all over my heart because y'all know how i love to see a woman trying to earn a man but but there's a way on their own terms on their own terms is what i'm saying on their own terms when it does but also when it does not go sammy's way she kind of resorts to begging, but it's not something I want to That's see. That's not an earned me moment. That's pathetic. Exactly. That's Speaking of pathetic, I thought Lucas looked really pathetic at his big yep. age, sitting yeah, there. Like, a man like, I was like, I love, Lumi, I love Lucas. I love his scenes with Kate. Uh, but I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Because you look ridiculous right because now. I the petulant child in Lucas always comes out when he's around his mother. I guess, because, but like, but like feel- we said with Philip, he has only his actions and be like, not blame it on his parents. Same with Lucas. Like, oh no, I don't think he's blaming his actions. No, 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 no. I'm, just- I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's not all on the parents. In this case, Lucas yeah, not is Lucas. Because Lucas fifty something. Right, so, I'm just saying that whenever Lucas is around his mom, he reverts. I don't think it's about boy. his mom. It's about him having to take take that L. Sammy ran to EJ. Yeah, and whenever he has to take an L, he reverts to a very, very Kylie's, not good. Pl- I get it. I, 
place. Well, see, that was, listen, see, that get... was me. Him being salty didn't bother me. It was him being open arms to Sammy automatically yeah. when she walked into the pub. That's what bothered me. I yeah, feel very much like, like Eartha Kitt in that situation. I actually like that a woman. I, I Why would I need a woman? <laughs> I actually liked when she came to the pub and he was like, well, I do. I like. I thought that that was cute. Have. But I when she should have shut the door in her face. <laughs> look, but she should have looked down at his he, hand and said, I'd rather use this than be your shoulder to cry on. When he was sitting there venting what? to Kate, that's when I actually wanted Kate to reach over the table and slap him and tell him to snap the fuck out of it. But yeah. Being a simp. A sandwich. <laughs> should we get into the next? Last segment, I think. The last segment before our segments. Yeah. As okay. Victor tells Kate about Philip, Belle is telling Brady she's his lion, and Sean is called to the river. They have found Philip's prosthetic leg. Okay. Who is it? Who they said that leg, before? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When they pulled that leg out the water, and Melinda Trash said, Dear God, what is it? I scream. <laughs> For two reasons. Just one, that is just a funny trope on soaps, but it's obvious what the hell it is. And some <laughs> dumbass. No, you literally couldn't oh tell what god. it was. No, you oh can't. my god. Oh, what what is, it? is it? Nick, and then what? number two, when Nick thought it was a booster seat. Oh, yes. It was. <laughs> I'm like, why did they put the booster seat out the woods? What's going on? <laughs> and we were like, it's his prosthetic leg. <laughs> Oh my god, you should the plastic didn't help. Like <laughs> you should have seen the long group chat. They, they were wood on the laughing. Okay, wait. You, you guys want to hear something funny? When we were watching that scene, my mom was like, wait, did he cut his leg off? I said, Mom, that's his prosthetic. She straight up forgot that he didn't have a leg anymore. Listen, so did uh, they for a minute. <laughs> um in the Ilani group chat. In the Ilani group chat, Lou, she was like. Y'all, I watched that promo. Why is Phil? Why is Philip's leg just chilling on the table? <laughs> and I'm, and I'm I was sorry. Like, okay, Michael. I know that you will get this. Do you remember that moment in um, <gasps> not a beaver Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Why oh my god! Okay, for those of you who are lost right now, there I cannot remember her name. What's her name? I can't remember her name. But anyway, there was a cast member on The Real Housewives of New York a few years ago who had a prosthetic leg. A beaver. <laughs> she got to an argument. <laughs> Bas- okay, basically they were calling her fake. And she literally takes her prosthetic leg off at the table. Uh-oh. And throw her prosthetic leg onto the table. Says the only thing fake about me is my leg. And <laughs> oh my god! She threw it because, okay, like, she they were at the table. They were in a crowded restaurant. They were arguing, and she's like, "The only thing that's fake about me is my leg." She hops. She pulls her leg on the table, mm. takes it off, and throws it across the table. Across the table onto the floor. <laughs> and I mind you. Mind you, the leg still had the strap-on heel on it, y'all. It wasn't just a leg. It was a leg plus a six-inch strap-on heel. And everybody is just like in stunned silence. And the camera just pans down to the leg on the floor. 
<laughs> That's all I can think of when they had Philip's leg up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some reactions to it. Oh my lord. But yeah. But yeah, that's really the focal point of that. The leg hit the table. Y'all want to move on to the segments now? Yeah. Yep. Okay, first things first, we're going to start off with the Mavericks Brown Liquor Joint of the Week. Oh, Lord. Originally, it was going to be Hit the Road Jack by Ray Charles for personal reasons that's honing up. <laughs> but due to this episode, I have changed it. It is now In Them Guts by Marcus. Sir. So, what? Why so, the way you are? I will be posting the link on to the Twitter. You, Go ahead and get into that. Yes, Dylan. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to help. You are not. Expand the musical horizons. Sir. Anyway. No. <laughs> or corrupt innocent souls. Right. <laughs> Well, they do call me old scratch. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now this time for my favorite part of this podcast, where I give a special little read to someone who pissed me off this week. Welcome to the Mavericks Reading Rainbow. Honestly, I'm just gonna give y'all the name and we can keep going. It's Ray Fernandez. I'll take care of it, don't worry. It is Ray. But I'm, I, I don't have the mental capacity to give y'all an actual read because the only Wraith I've ever cared about, Bob Goozer told me that was all a lie. Construed from Lucy Colu's in her mind. So, oh, so you're talking about Wraith on Port Charles. That was Ron that wow, said she lost her mind, by the way. Back. That's a deep cut. So, Come yeah, on, Little Wraith or Big Wraith? Big Wraith, because he meant Little Wraith. I was about to have his head examined. Yeah, I know you ain't like Lil Rafe. He was terrible. Hell, hell no. <laughs> but that was the only Rafe I cared about. And they told me that was all a lie. I, I just found that out a few months ago. So, yeah. That's my read of the week. Good, bad, and ugly. Which one of us is going first? Miami Grandpa. Um, my good with the EJ and Nicole scene. I really like their dynamic. Um, yeah. Uh, that's all I can remember um, that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, my bad. I also like um, Roman and Kate, too. My bad was the Chad and Abigail stuff. Because I don't remember. I watched the episode. I don't remember anything they said. So it must not have been that interesting. Me for the last 10 years. <laughs> basically EJ made him look like a fool in front of the board and Shin had to call security to make sure EJ and Chad didn't beat the shit up each other oh I wanted to see that see that's why I said I wanted to fall Man. into the, the work <laughs> my ugly and they is, gave us that terrible ass moo moo over that <laughs> my Man. ugly is Rafe and Ava like this is ridiculous stop like it's insane stop Rafe stop it you're a terrible cop you're a terrible boyfriend you're terrible die oh my I'm god over it. oh my god over it. it's 12 o'clock I'm tired and I'm over it <laughs> die Rafe die and just like that <laughs> lord don't do this <laughs> don't do this move on getting ready for Peloton for Christmas uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's rude. 
If I see that bike show up on one of these shows, I'm gonna lose my damn mind. Okay. Somebody somebody go next before I lose it. Michael, pick yeah, someone I, for I, the I, love I, of God. Um I, I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm just saying. Billy, um, you might as well just walk the arm over here and slap me across the face. I'm sorry. Tony, good, bad, and ugly. Lord, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we found the 2022 Laura Horton. <laughs> Jesus. My- <laughs> okay. My good was um, the Brady and Chloe scenes this week. I loved everything about them. Like, just the way that Eric and Nadia played it, their connection just i hate the road that we took to get here but the angst for them is really working for me um also my good is ej and nicole and the growth of nicole as a character in general which i mentioned earlier um i just love where nicole is as a person and i need her to not be brought down by my bad and ugly which is rafe get the fuck out of my face hernandez I cannot stand this smug son of a bitch anymore. He literally walks on screen and I want to punch him in the face. Get him gone or do something else with him because this is not working and has not been working and we need something else because I cannot do this shit anymore. I just can't do this. <laughs> oh, now we got Nick singing. Good God. Tired, <laughs> Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Okay. What song is that? I don't it even know. Matter, you won't be it. It. Dylan, save us. Okay. Um, my good was um the Paulina and Kate scenes. They were very, very short, but I really enjoyed them. And I think it's it created a good foundation for them to build that relationship on. And I would like to see more of it. My bad, the bad for me was them trying to sell Gwen as feeling super guilty and super bad. And I'm not really a bad person. I, she's done worse for less. So like I was, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. That just made me think about the prostitution story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying she's done worse for less. So it's like, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that at all. And my ugly, I guess we're just all going in because my ugly is Rafe's absolute refusal to let his balls drop, man up, and dump Ava and pursue the woman that he wants. I'm, I'm so like... Use a, are you are you or are you not a grown ass man? It's time to do some grown ass man things. Oh. Like she not lying. I'm tired. I'm I'd be catching so much hell. <laughs> anyway, shit was nasty. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I caught hell on this episode for no apparent reason. Anyway. <laughs> are you at googling? <laughs> are you good, bad, or ugly? My good was actually, let me think. There was, yeah, oh, I remember. Uh, my good was the Paulina and Kate scenes. Like Dylan said, I would like to see a friendship blossom. I thought it really worked having them talk about like Ray and Curtis and 
it just really clicked for me. And um, another good thing was the Sammy and Nicole scenes. Um, their rivalry has always been one of my favorite things about days and it's it was they tapped into history and just seeing them go at each other it's just always top tire content so and then there was one more thing I liked and it's also some of my bad but seeing Chloe get some agency for once was refreshing and I liked that part of their scenes now on to the bad. We were talking about, I was just talking about the scenes, but I did not like how Brady came off as dismissive because she mentioned that um, when, she, when he gets drunk, he basically becomes another person. And she's seen it and he was like, but I didn't hit you. But what she felt was enough. She actually sounded like she was afraid of him whether like what I just felt like he was really dismissive of what she was feeling and just wanted her to believe him which were okay I kind of get but sir she's talking about how she felt in your marriage and all of this should have been angst all along for them without Philip but anyway back to the scenes I did not like how dismissive he was of her in that moment and all this has just culminated into me disliking Brady and that made it worse and that was my bad <clears throat> my ugly Jesus give me strength but fucking Rafe and parents like, <laughs> you could have literally edited it fucking Rafe <laughs> no, no but no, I, no, I don't mind I don't no, mind Rafe I don't mind Rafe <laughs> In the general sense, like I've said before, but impairing dude is so freaking toxic. He is a terrible person, impairing, and it's I'm just over that. I'm just over it. Like no. And another thing is just that I really hate is them wasting Ally on this. <sighs> loser that is trip dalton why 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 fuck trip i kind of well, that's what she's doing <laughs> she's not oh they are i, I guess but I, anyway i'm glad we don't see it because anyway so yeah trip trip to thing. me trip to me is the same like i said it's the same with rafe he works outside of the pair. Uh, yeah, he works outside the pairings, but not in a pairing. And I just need them to love Allie and get her the fuck out of, out of that relationship because I'm tired. He drags her down. Rafe drags Nicole down. And that's my ugly. So yeah, I'm done. Well, my good, bad, and ugly. My good would have to be a tie between Cayman and God help me, EJ and Nicole. They gave that's me shocking their... coming from you. Don't make me take it back. You could <laughs> about the, the, the Antichrist was coming when he turned about. <laughs> oh, you remember that? But never mind. Okay. 
Anyways, those are my two goods. My bads will have to be Sammy's dialogue. I do not appreciate that Mr. Circle Jab, especially coming from a sexual abuse survivor. But then again, Sam is a rapist as well. So I, I guess. And my ugly, do I even have to say it? Rafe. Rafe. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've all had a unanimous ugly. Let me tell you how bad Rafe and Abel were this week. It was times in the middle of the episode where I was actually watching the same day, which is rare for me. Tony knows this. I try to bench the whole week and get it over with in one day so I can be very, very inebriated when I watch it. And every time Rafe and Ava showed up, I changed the channel to something else. Hell, I was watching old episodes of Fear Factor and finding more joy in that than watching Rafe and Ava. Good God. <laughs> what was I your... Have, I have one more ugly. It was the lighting in the Ava, Ga- Ava Gwen scene. When I was watching, there was like this blue like spot on both of their foreheads and it distracted me what? to the point where I stopped paying attention to the scene. <laughs> I kept rewinding and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I thought something was wrong with my TV. It just looked weird. There was like this blue light on their foreheads and it irritated. I think it was a reflection on one of the lights in the square. Maybe, I don't know. It was weird. Well, I have another uh, Abigail's dress. <laughs> oh, you're not lying. You are I, not lying. I see what you're saying, Nick, because yeah. it it's supposed to be evening, I think. And that's why there's a blue lighting. But good lord, I did not even pay attention to it. I barely well, not remembered it because I was watching the scenes and it took me out of it. So I had to start <laughs> the scenes over and I was pissed about that. <laughs> I barely pa- paid attention to the scenes. I probably, no, I did not skip it. Never mind. Abby's, Abby's wardrobe is a, a bold and beautiful crossover. She's shopping at that little hope on the prairie, hopeless for the future line. Of course, the creation should be out of business if that's the I case. mean, they, I know that ain't basic black. It better fucking I mean, not have be. y'all not looked at this. I'm just saying, Hope and, and Abby can be swapped in wardrobes. And then Abigail is from the fast fashion generation. She should be dressing better than that. But, anyways, Ab- but even under Kate Manzi, Abby's wardrobe choices were always weird, but we are definitely diverging here. Show, so. I mean, to be honest, but, I do not like, I think it's more wardrobe itself rather than anything. Honest, but like, the best dressed character on the show is Lonnie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, guess, I mean, I guess it's giving belt to me, but hands down to me it's Lonnie Gabby on the second place see I was gonna give it to Allie Al no she has a lot on, of misses she, she looks finish, good in what finish, she wears I know let me finish let me finish let me finish I mean the Allie after she started to process her rape because before then she she wasn't dressing now she is. Chanel is second there. Yeah, yeah. Chanel but, hasn't made a wrong step either in terms of wardrobe. That is yeah. true. But honestly, this episode has ran a quite bit long. So we're going to end it here, folks. Anyways, we're not doing a watching it wrong? 
No, because we've been on here for three hours, y'all. I'm tired. I'm ready. Does anyone have watching it wrong? No. I had a general one, which I can say is by, I could just say it quickly. Um, context is key. Make sure you keep context in mind when you're ranting about the show. Man, these folks barely made it through finance. Anyway. <laughs> is, is that all? That's all. All right. I y'all. had kind of a general one as well. I'm just over so Twitter. Fuck everyone. Your takes. You, you can shove them as well. No, well, that's but honestly. Kind of the idea, but you know. No, I don't but. Like them, man. <laughs> no, but seriously. When it comes to a point that you don't like, I'm in a, when I don't watch the episode, I'm in my Ilani bubble. I do not step out of it. I see the bullshit consistently on my timeline, whether it's something that someone said or some this person did that or in the tag. It's always some bullshit and I'm tired. It's not as bad as the GH fandom though, <laughs> that I've noticed, but still there's- No, you want to see hell go on over to YMR Twitter. <laughs> No, you thank you. That. <laughs> That's when you see all the racist grannies. But yeah, all I'm just, them. I just need fans to get a grip sometimes and let people keep torches and red hats included. Okay, on, on, you know what? <laughs> on that note, keep doing it like it's your birthday. And remember, save a horse, ride the Maverick. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.